Like, what can they do networking-wise to, to, you know what I'm saying, get placements? First of all, give away free shit. I ain't think about it till you just said that shit, though. Why the fuck would I give you $400 right now? I don't know you, nigga. That's why a lot of producers do good not pulling up. Like, why y'all bitching up at that shit? Like, I never used the loop. Like, it's not one record you heard of mine where somebody sent something from somebody. Like, I play everything out. Let me ask y'all that. I know it's y'all interview, but let me ask y'all how y'all feel about it. Hey, you lit a hell right there. You dropped too much sauce. You dropped too much sauce, nigga. Of course, for real. Yeah. Please post this. Right, here we go, man. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, man. We got Who Is JB with us. What's good? And we got Legendary, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, what's up, man? Buddha bless his beat, man. Yeah, this man got a track record, bro. Like, I was taking notes last night, and I was trying to, like, get all your credits. I just ended up, like, screenshotting them whole. Yeah, yeah, nah, I seen, I seen it on the gram. Yeah, yeah, we got coming, Buddha. Yeah, yeah, come on. We got some work going. But anyways, man, this man produced Heat by Chris Brown, Modern Slavery by Travis Scott, Quavo, Call Casting by Migos, Outwist by Travis Scott, Young Thug, NBA Youngboy, Make No Sense, 2 Chains, Big Amount with Drake. And that's, like, half, bro. That's not even all of that shit, bro. Crazy. Man, that just sounded good. <laughs> that sounded good. That sounded good. <laughs> hey, so, I mean, we really going to start from the top, bro. Like, let's start from all the way back. Like, I know in your last, I know you say you're from New York, right? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was born in New York. So, yeah, just talk about, like, where you from and how you got started into music. I, I was born in New York. I was raised in Atlanta. Though. I'm still, like, Stone Mountain, Lithonia. I still, you know, that's where I was raised at. Hey, um, Eastside. Yeah, Eastside. Yeah. But, um... Like my, I would always go back to New York for the summers, and my dad stayed in um East Har, like he stayed in Harlem. So every time I go back to New York, I just be in Harlem with my dad for like, like five, six summers. Every time I go back, and so um my ear, like everything I used to just hear, like my favorite rapper, Fifty Cent. You know what I'm saying? So being up there, like going to the summers up there while he was hitting during his time, it was just that's when I really just like got crazy, 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 crazy about hip hop. But my, um. The way I started making beats was my uncles. I always played keys because, you know, me and my brother was in the church heavy. But um, my uncle, my aunt, my, mom, my aunt married my uncle. I was young. I was real young, but he did records. Um, he had an artist signed with uh, Kadar, Kadar Massenberg. I think they was with, um, I forgot what label. They might have been Def, on the label under Def Jam. I'm not sure, but A Plus, Last Key Child. And they did a lot of... Um, they did a lot of records, you know, them New York underground records. Like, they did a lot of Raekwon. They did, you know, uh, Prodigy, Mob D. They did stuff like that. So, really, they just, um, my uncle's, my uncle Joe, he uh, he just, you know, I was just watching what he did. He watched his little dream and what the, how the hell he did it and stuff like that. And I just took it and made it my own. So, you learned music there, like, in the church? Yeah, yeah, no, I learned it in the church for sure. Um, sitting behind Minister, Minister Andrew Doyle. Um, <laughs> like, who I, like, like, far as, like, keys and just everything, the way I play chords and just stuff like that, watching Minister Doyle, uh, just sitting behind the organ, sitting behind the keys, and my brother, we should sit behind uh, Minister Mike, and just watching him doing what he did, you know what I'm saying? It's just like that. So, like, with it being, like, 2021 now, we got, like, new generations of producers where we mostly rely on, like, loops and midis. Is, like, music theory still, like, an important thing right now? Uh, To me personally, yes, because, um, I mean... It's still all music theory. Like, even the person who's making the loop, they still have to have some type of music theory. It's the person who gets the loop. They're, you know what I'm saying? They, they have to do less of music theory. And even still, they have to do music theory with patterns and drums and matching the, most of the time, they don't have basics. They have to put an 808 and matching the 808 to the, um, that. But to me, personally, it really does because I never use the loop. Like, it's not one record you heard of mine where... Somebody sent something from somebody. Like I play everything out. I gotta use. I use hardware. I use my Modex. Hey, y'all, my y'all need to sponsor me too, man. Cause I'm. I'll be putting on for y'all. 
But um, I got a uh, Yamaha Mode X. Which one? Uh, the, the, the Yamaha is the Mode X. It's called the Mode X. Don't they got like different versions? M O D X is they got the M O D X six, seven, and eight. My friend got the six. The Mode, yeah, the they all the same. They just one, just one, you know, bigger like that type thing. But um, all my sounds is in that like keyboard. Like I'm a, I'm that that keyboard is that's a million dollar keyboard I got. But everything is played live out of there, and instead of like being in, in VSTs, I get to get to scroll through my keyboard and EDD piano, boom 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 boom, record that next sound, boom boom boom. I don't like quantizing either because it makes it sound more realistic. I you know, of course my drums is, but like far as live sound, I always just try to play it the best I can, and you know, is the quality on a different level coming straight out the keyboard? To, to me, it it is. It's more of like because I always grew up playing like that. I always had like a a long ass board in front of me. You know what I'm saying? I used to hold a service like that. I didn't even go, I didn't even have go to um like get like jobs and stuff, like in high school and stuff, like McDonald's. I didn't even do that. I played the kids. They'll pay, pay, pay me and my brother like $75 on a Sunday. And then it was this church, they paid us $150. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just, you know, that's how it was. But it was always so comfortable with me. And I really, cause I always I was using VSTs, but um I went to make beats with honorable C note. And you know he a old he you know he, you know what I'm saying his sound he just have a good enough sound to still make records for today, but he his the way he make beats is real old school it's real like, real you know what I'm saying so I went to when we made um we went to go make superstars, me and him only really made one beat together ever still like I just went I pulled up on him once on some like you the big homie like da da da, da. and. He was like, yeah, play something. And I played dun 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 the little piano, intro piano. And it was recorded in Pro Tools. I'm like, hmm. Okay, I see, like, it's just it's just different. Like, I see how hardware worked now. Like, I always knew about hardware, always had it, but this it was so simple as just plugging it into your audio box and recording it. But I ain't gonna count, I strayed away from hardware because I ain't really know music there. I think a lot of producers do that because you ain't really got, they think you don't, you like, the only choice you have is just to play yeah. your shit. But, like, they don't even know about MIDI out, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, that's true. Yeah, that's true, yeah, too, yeah. yep. You can sure. use, like, hardware, but it's like a, mm-hmm. like a VST for real and click in. Yeah, do MIDI yep, out. Yeah, yeah, you sure can. But I, I personally try to keep it, cause I, I I'm a, like I study music. Like you say, music theory is I study music, and it's the music I study to get the sound that I want to achieve. Like, like James Brown and them, they didn't have 808s. Um, hey, most of the time, just in, in, in every record, they had a, a bass guitar, they had a guitar, they had probably three. You could listen to it, they had three horns, maybe three or four horns, and a drummer. Sometimes it might be a road piano or a piano just might may come in, but it was pretty consistent. Really, everybody back then, if you really listen to everybody, they sound was consistent to those instruments. But it's just how they use them and um like the chords they chose to use. And that's what I try to get because that music is just laudered. It's not laudered. I don't know if that's the word. It's just praised so differently than like the music we make now. Yeah. What you mean? Like it's more timeless? Yeah, it's like it's more of a timeless feel. So I try to um like the, as much as I can go back and get that feeling. Like if you like most people who describe my sound, like I didn't even know what the word mean. I just thought I took it as props, but I really went and looked at it one day. Nostalgic. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I didn't even know what to mean. I'm just like, oh, nigga saying my shit wavy. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's really, they really saying like, nah, and I really went and looked the word up. It was just like, oh, okay. I, they really tapped into what I'm, how I really, you know what I'm saying? Like, what I really do to listen is like with my sessions. Like I'll go listen to a goddamn 
a whole James Brown album. A lot of my stuff is influenced by James Brown, old 50 Cent Records. Um, them two, for sure, I can definitely say, play a big part on what I do and why I do it, even with the little bass 808 and all that type of stuff, like Havoc from Mob Deep, his, his beats. The 2000, the 2004, 2005 New York sound, that Dipset, 50, even Kanye making beats for Jay and Just Blaze, that whole little sound, it's it's a sound they used to get. And when as a kid, I used to listen to it and it used to just fuck me up. And it'd be like, bro, how do they do that? And they'd be like, I know it's this old school song because it's the same thing, but it sounds like Chick Monkey and like a little faster and like that, that, that kind of intrigued me. But I still try to, catch that same sound, but this we're just playing it. So I'll play something, just play it just like that as a regular thing. Just play it at this, that, that, that. Turn it up, speed it up. And you know what I'm saying? And they give it that same kind of little sound without the 50% publishing being too. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a producer now, like newer producers, like just, it's like, what's a, what's a, um, What's a way to like learn music there? Being a, I mean, anything is being a student. Like me as a producer, like if I if sat up under a car for two years, I learned the engine. You know what I'm saying? That's, it's just whatever. It's just really like, like uh, I used to think it was corny when people say that, but like you know, study frequencies and study this of sound. And I used to be like, man, put the shit in there, man. That shit hard, but it's real. And it, and it, and it, um. It comes with making your sound too. Cause <clears throat> I'm like everybody like it's not too much in just like the newest shit you make, you can make. What, what, what makes it new is you pulling from him. Like see a combination of people of everywhere you pull from. You pulling from him, you pull it from him, you pull it from him as an artist, you pull it from him as a producer to make this one person and everything you heard it make you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you done study his sound, 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 you done study his sound. You done took something from him, you done took something from him, then you took something from him. The four count on make no sense. That's Pharrell all day. Young, like, young, young niggas, they had to fight at me. Oh, that's that Buddha four count, that doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo. That's Pharrell. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, um, uh, that's a um, couple of 50, 50 records I heard back in the day, but for, the four count is Pharrell, for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Type thing. Like, just taking, like, every, your, your, your theory, but I put the Pharrell four count with the little funk bass sound, little Jane Brown sound, my little sound, and then just this, and it's making a whole new sound. You know what I'm saying? So everybody got their own, you know what I'm saying, can create their own music theory by just who they listen to and who they study. It's just all about what you study. So how you feel about producers mainly, like, depending on loops now? You know what I'm saying? The way I feel about that, I'm not about to use them, because personally, like, just it's not for creative purposes, but business purposes. Like, stuff I went through with different things. And it wasn't even a person with a loop. It was a person that was right there next to me. Like, and it was just like, a, it was just funny business. And, but um, I, I feel like the people who, it's all a different game. It's all about what game you play. I don't play that game personally, but <clears throat> there's people who play that game and play it well. It makes, it makes worse, less workload, mm-hmm. more opportunities, more people. Um, I'll give you an example, OG Parker, that's my boy. He um he can I don't watch the boy make a hit record by himself, but he also will take this from you know that's hard, that's a life he touched, you know what I'm saying? Like it might be nobody just it might just be somebody in the email, it might just be whatever. They might give him the greater percentage because he he made the play and he's the bigger producer or whatever. But that's a life he touched, you know what I'm saying? Or 
or uh, this producer or that A&R, that engineer, like, playing that game, you touch a lot of lives. That's one thing I wrote. It's networking. Because that's what I took it as. At first, I'm like, I don't want no loops on this. And part of me is still like that, just because, like, the sound I like to achieve. And that sometimes it always just don't match up with what, like, because I'm particular about, I have a particular sound. I'm not saying I just stuck on that, but, you know what I'm saying? I, do, I definitely have been working with other producers for sure. Y'all finna, I ain't finna spoil nothing on there. I ain't finna spoil nothing, but yeah, I, I feel like everybody who use loops and like, man, if you can get a laptop, man, and throw an 808 and a hi-hat on it <clears throat> and make a fucking Old Town Road, I'm not saying that's Keo, not saying Keo. I've never been in the studio to say Keo has music theory or not. I don't, I'm not saying that. But damn, <laughs> doing it. It's, it's real simple. Is is he found something great and he put something like, how could you knock that? You know what I'm saying? Like uh, people get up there, like I'm not gonna knock loops. I'll say it all day. I'll even troll and say I don't use loops, but I don't knock people who do. I really don't knock it. Like that, that's like you'd be crazy too. Like it's a whole lifestyle. I know a bunch of producers out here feeding their families and da 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 da. Like I mean, how can I run them and say you use loops? And I'm feeding my family. <laughs> what you talking about? Yeah. I feel like only people that care is like producers, artists don't give a damn. Yeah, yeah. No, no, nobody cares. No, nobody cares. Producers care. The community cares. But the community cares is because it's like, and, and it's not, not wrong for them people who do care. They not wrong for caring either. Because this is all competition. At the end of the day, it's all competition. Everybody can act like we I'm in competition with myself, me better than a better <laughs> yesterday. Man, get out of here, man. You like, well, well, brother, there's certain people who look at what, what bro doing over there as like, damn, that's hard. I got to step up. Or looking at what bro doing over there as, man, fuck that nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's the people, that's the, that's what make different of the people. But, man, I, I be real, bro. I'm trying to bust everybody ass. I, be, I keep it real. I'm trying to bust everybody. Like, not on something like, I hate you. I would, would, I would stop your bag if I could. It's just it's like the NBA, nigga. It's only one championship trophy. We all can get, be rich. We all made it. We all then got past the, the level to where we we platinum. We going to the concert. We all know you rappers. Da, 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 da. I want the trophy. That's all that is. I look at a lot of things in basketball terms too, but I got really like ball. But it's like we all want that trophy, man. And like I ain't, I can't say you can't win the next year, but I want mine. I want my trophy. I want my shit now. But you know what I'm saying. But that's how. That's the only thing I really feel like far as loops though. The, the community. That's the only reason why they care. That's just. Cause once you, it don't matter what it is, a loop or not, it's hard. Like, I don't know if Wheezy making them, I don't know what he's doing. I never seen his process. But boy, when that <laughs> come out, them speakers, boy. Wheezy out of here, that's Bro, right. like, like, when come out the speakers, like, cause a lot of, it, it take a whole thing, even choosing loops. Like, even choosing loops. Like, don't, don't think that's just a thing. Oh, I got a loop and I just, no, I don't make it a hit record. Slowing it down to the thing or like, that's why I said I don't know if Wheezy makes his loops or not, cause or or whatever, cause it sounds so consistent. Yeah, hell yeah. He's so consistent in his formula and what he do and his wave and his bounce. It's like I don't know. I ain't sat there and watched him made it, but it's his sound is so consistent and it's so he has a thought, he has a plan. Like he can go through loops or he can play something and be like, "This me, this I know this this Wheezy. I know this is what people want to hear me for." You know what I'm saying? He has his formula. So it's just all, it's all about finding whatever your formula is, bro, because 
like was I don't I don't know who was I don't know I don't watch people process all the time or sometimes you don't get to see they process all the time. I don't know what some of these people was doing there, but and he come out them speakers, boy, like out we I can figure out who get what later. Like I'm not I'm not a, a, a anti loop person like on that level. It's just what works for me. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about for real. It's all about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's all about what works for you. Mm. In your process, do you think it's best to be in the studio working with the artists and playing the keys in front of them or sending it through the email? It depends on the artist. all about what works for you. That depends on artists too because most artists be on their studio time. Not too many artists just be geeked up to come watch you play the piano these days. True. They get in there. Tension span. Yeah, it be like, they just want to hear it that hard. Hey, but run to the booth, plug me in. And, and, and even as a producer, that's a great feeling too. Even even if what you wanting to um, sit down and like nah da da da, because a lot of these artists won't let you produce nowadays. Like they they just won't. Like you get to a level level, you could like build a relationship with artists. Like nah, you should say that da da da. They'll let you. That's letting you produce, and I, and I get that. But that's the happening. That's not happening very much. With a lot of you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like you got an artist, you can you can know. I know I know Meg. I can be like. And it'll be like a, you know what I'm saying? But I pull up on Quay, sit, you know. It's just in there, Quay recording himself, just punch it in, just, just going. I'm like, nah, say this, What? You gonna go shoot pool or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, but some just like, you know what I'm saying? Some, you know what I'm saying? It's just certain situations, like, you know what I'm saying? They, they making hit records, like, young boy, I, I, I was there for the session. I was there, and he didn't even want me to stay there for the before it to be recorded. Damn. I dropped the beat off. That was the first beat I played. Dropped the beat off, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, my process." You know what I'm saying? I slid. I, I pulled up on. I think it was live in Lucci at Blue Room, just drop off Mobis or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But everybody processes they process. Um, but nowadays we like I, it's I, it's like the microwave generation. Everything's so fast that they're using the oven. Everybody uses microwave. You wanna? It's good. It's a great feeling when you sat at home and you just in your head, you in your little, whatever you doing the vibe, whatever you doing the vibe, and you come to the studio and you push play and you prepare and you made this folder of beats for this artist and you get in there and you playing it and it's like, all right, like, pull it up, pull it up, pull that up. Pull it up. Like, that's the best feeling. Pull it up. Oh, no, nah, pull it up right now. That's the best feeling. But it's different. You also did get a different sound when you get to get in there and sit with an artist and build a record. Like, a record. Like, it's a song right now. Uh, I'm not going to disclose too much. But um, I've been working on this song. It's like, this is like an eight-month song. Damn, uh, eight months. Man, like from the time the beat got to this, then it got to the writer, then it got to the singer, then you know, then it got, then it's the feature, then it's like it's another feature, might be another feature, and it'll be like, then I gotta go work that because I know that person and they know them. They just like, then it's like, nah, we don't wanna. And then this person, this feature, cut the verse. You gotta cut it stronger because niggas perfectionist. It's just like you know what I'm saying. It's but I, I like this process of this song. You know, I, I really like the process of this song because it, it's it's different rather than like 
Like I sent Kodak a beat and he just threw it out. <laughs> like, like that it made it senseless. Just threw it out. Just, I didn't even know it was coming. The label didn't even probably know it was coming. Just threw it out. But it was like, that's street, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's great. That's great for the energy. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But sitting down working, it's all about the artist. It's all about the artist. Sometimes you do, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the record I'm talking about is a is an R and B record that's got the layers. And you got the, you know what I'm saying? Different stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So let's backtrack. So you in Atlanta. You were playing in the church. I know on your last interview you said at some point you had dropped out of high school. So like explain like what's the process you dropping out of high school? Is you doing like beats full time or when I dropped out of high school, um I, I stopped going to school, period, because I was making beats. And that's my God's honest truth. Like, I'm not I, I was up to four or five in the morning and I'm not waking up six thirty, seven o'clock to catch on school bus. I just wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It's just I used to fake like I was waking up. Um, I used to cap my brother, my soul, my my older sister is weird because it's to get off copy a little bit. She used to tell. Like we was weird cause we had a no telling policy, but when it came to me in school, I don't know why she telling us in typical. But um I would literally be making beats and I'd just be whamming out. Like my mom would leave before everybody and she'll get home after everybody too, because you know she worked. But I'd just be home. And I would really be home. And um I had a I had a kid. I found out 12th grade year, you know what I'm saying? My little junior, little TJ. Um, he came about and he was just like, I was so far behind. As a 12th grader, I had the credits of a 10th and a half grader. Yeah. And like in my senior year, going into my, my last semester, I was in my body was there. Like I was a, as a senior then the time I spent there, but my credits was a 10th and a half grader. And they told me, yeah, you're going to have to go to this school and you're going to have to do all this. Like you're going to be a super senior type, like <laughs> super, senior. super senior or the out school, like all that type of thing, or get your GED. So I took the GED route. You know, um, and the one thing reason I took the GED route is because I also realized you can get an SAE. The institute and I'm like, it's about music. What if I'm about to go on to school and learn about more George Washington and symmetrics and algebra and quantities of the quantum and all that little just you know what I'm saying? Just I wanna just lock in on what I did. But even with um SAE, I, I skipped out on that. I got that computer that <laughs> they give you compliance, they give you that computer. Uh, I got Pro Tools on this? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I was with um I was running with Travis Porter back in the day, strapping um uh BRS Cash, the throat baby. Yeah. yeah. We was he was he's him and Strap the Fool from Travis Porter, they first cousins. Like they literally first cousins. So me and Cash was making music, mad music, and Travis Porter hit him, and then I would be over there with them, and I'd be over there in Street Z. Stuff like that. So they would literally strike strapping my manager, they would come pick me up from school. Like as SAE, and then people in school would be like, man, you. And I'm playing, and I'm playing songs I got with them, and then you know, they're like, "Dang, this sound good." You already doing? I'm like, "Yeah, it do sound good, don't it?" And I just, I just took it. And I'm like, "I don't need this school," especially when I'm looking at the people that they had working for them. Street X had working. It was just good, knowledgeable people who knew the work. They engineers, they just knew the work. FKI, he was a first producer and blew up, made all the hit records. You know, school nigga just knew the work. He just had sauce. You know what I'm saying? He just knew it was high sauce, and he was smart. So who was the first like local? Those were the first local artists you was working with in Atlanta. My first like first artist that I'm uh you know you got your neighborhood, you got your neighborhood you know your friends you know stuff like that people you make your stuff with in high school but people that had any type of um yeah it was it was it was I remember me and Cash like we had a whole tape we had we still we still got this I still we still got it in the email it's a whole old twenty songs 
but we was in Porterhouse just recording. He was we was trying to get on back then. We just working. Yeah, them yeah. BRS Cast and Travis Porter, I could say like the first. It's like at least, you know what I'm saying? Like niggas we got something going on, but Travis Porter for sure. So like networking and like branding wise, like what would you doing to like network, like get around the city and like, you know what I'm saying, send out beats? Like what would you doing? Um, you gotta realize when you get at the point, I don't know how people, if y'all really, I remember the, the Travis Porter days and how big they was. Nah, for sure. I was, I was a young nigga. Crazy. Like, them, it, they, they, and it, but within all that, their label slash management is building a whole brand. Street is ass. They're building a whole brand. They're building a culture. They're doing a Christmas concert. They, um, they signed 2 chains. I, mean, I remember when Travis Porter was the, the main act at the Christmas concert. And then it became 2 chains when, you know, just, you know, Attention, shit, you know, shifted from the fans. Bro, I want hip, bro. I was, he was on the rich kids, and not Travis. No, that, that, no, that's that's still that's still that's still you know what I'm saying. That's still because because Schoolie over there, Street X now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you know what I'm saying. It's all a little you know what I'm saying. It's all a little thing. So, and that whole little thing, DJ Issa hosted Cash's first mixtape. Right, he hosted the tape. Issa, it was Issa, DJ Iceberg, I think DJ Big Tiny. But um, they hosted the tape. And, you know, the tape, we came out, it was just the tape, you know. You know, we working, we trying to, you know, keep working more, go work the club, go whatever, do. My manager was his manager, same time, you know what I'm saying? My manager was putting a little money behind him. But um, fast forward years later, they did, they Street X hosting the Bring Your Own Beat thing, and they had me come out. They put me on the flyer and all that. Hosted by DJ Issa, same person who hosted Cash Tape four years ago, right? I go to, uh, I'm gonna make this quick because I tell a story a lot. I always tell a story. But um, go to the thing, play my little records I got. I had little Dej Loaf songs. It was nothing, it was unreleased music. You know, it was like maybe one song out. I had some little unreleased Dej Loaf stuff, Cool America, stuff like that. And But I was leaving, I was like, hey man, I'm trying to get the change, bro. Because at this time, four years later, DJ Issa, there's two chains like DJ, torn everywhere with him. DJ, last three, four hours. He was like, all right, I'm you up on that. Long story short, walk me in. Up chain, bro, I'm trying to get to this. Play beats. He recorded on one. Left like nine beats. He recorded on more. The ones he recorded on, and a couple other songs he made with other producers. He played for Drake, and Drake said, I want to get on that one. <laughs> That's how Big Amount came out. First record. That's my first song. Like, my first paperwork, set, check. Two Chains and Drake. My first song. Then you just went slap after that. Yeah, just... like, I was like, what? Y'all gave me Drake? <laughs> he don't even got to rap on no more. He, he going to rap on some more soon, but he ain't got to rap no more. Like, once you get that eye, that's the thing about Drake. He's so big, you get the eye. As long as you good enough, as long as you, as long as you good enough, as long as you got talent, like you got talent, and you can just stand next to him for anything. And I just a song. I met Drake. I met him. I shook his hand. He was a came to obsessions for the Summer Sixteen tour. Future, shout out AG and T Money because they they got me close to him. And I still ain't even getting a record like other records. I just got to shake his hand and be like, hey, bro. I made big amount, nigga. <laughs> like fuck with me. I'll try. He gave me his Chubb's number and shit like that. But you know what I'm saying? It was he was able to you know, shit. It's great, nigga. So I know you say you were mad because it ain't had no hook on it. I was mad as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I went to I went to tech. I went to tech that two chains in the manager. I was like, 
y'all don't, don't think you need a hook? Because they only said, I got a big amount once uh, in the beginning of their verse. Yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see. I came back two weeks later. Yeah, tit change. Tit don't want, uh, he, he said it was cool like it is, man. He just going to leave it like it is and leave it raw. Y'all went and got Drake and didn't get no hook. It pissed me off. Hey, look, I'm talking about no lie, no lie, no lie. <laughs> I was waiting on one. I was waiting on that. I was like, I need that. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it was so raw and they both just went so crazy. It just still did what it did. It just, it just blew. It just, it just was what it just was what it was. It was just organic. And it's like, I don't know. That was a humbling moment too, because I just knew it was just gonna be like a um I ain't want it to be a um I love this song too. Don't don't get it fucked up. But uh, um, that Hunter Rats buzzing out the rebel. That song was so fucking great to me. But it was like it was two chains and Drake and Future. But it still got played by the wayside a little bit. Still got played like see. But you know, it's politics. I ain't really you know I wasn't up bad on it back then. That's DJ Esco with the label giving Esco to push the record and whatever the fuck. But this is two chains and Def Jam and Drake. Two Def Jam is not gonna let their commodity have. A Drake song and it's just them and not let it go by waste. I didn't know all that back then. Like they gonna they gonna make sure that go. They gonna make sure it's, it's marketed in the right way. See what I'm saying? Type thing. So, do you think it's that was one of those situations where it's like you you in the process of making the music and you've been hearing it for a long time? You're like, damn, like I don't think it's good enough. But actually, it is. You feel me? You just been hearing it. I I can't say it don't. I never had that. It don't sound good enough thing. I always just you know you always pushing the envelope. Like I'm always just pushing the envelope of what I hear or what I think could be better or what could be the biggest thing possible. Right or wrong. Right or wrong. It's just, I'm always just pushing, like, just... Like, I was like, I got a lot of audacity. That's the only way I'm way I'm here today. Like, I got a lot of audacity to ask or push or be like, man, you don't think... Because it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, maybe I should have, but a lot of motherfuckers just would have shut up. Like, two chains wrapped on there, right? Drake is on it. I bet. <laughs> It's audacity, you know. I think that's why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Audacity, a motherfucker. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I wanted to. <laughs> I, I wouldn't change it now if I could, but back then I did. Michelle. So your first major placement was two chains and Drake. So did you have a manager at the time? Yeah. When did you like get a manager? I had a manager um, since I like since I was 19, like since I was 19 from the whole situation. Or this cat was managing, he was managing the same artist. And he ended up managing the cash dude too. So he, he became my manager that way. So was he like helping you get in placements or was he really just handling in the business side? Um, I always did everything on my own. I'll be real with you. Like it was it was everything on my own, but the role that was played and the role that my manager played was needed. So I still paid it and treated as such. Like, not to take nothing away from anybody, but um, I get up here confidently and say, um, not too many people that say, oh, I got him this, like, like, like piece to, 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 to do, but I don't have no manager now. Yeah, right now? I feel that energy cool when I ask a nigga like. <laughs> nah, it wasn't, it, it's even that, it, it get a little more, you know, everything, you know, you know, industry stuff, you gotta go. But it was just like, um, I'm still gonna speak to him in, in the best light. Whether that I can, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Because he did, he did what he did, what he did. So you got a new manager now? You still just moving, handling all your no, shit? No, it, it's me. It's all me. It's it always been me. It's it's just when when we parted ways, it just was like, and we never even had a contract. It was all like, it was our love. It was my boy. Yeah, like when that check came when me and M's game. <laughs> A lot of people try to X you out too. Uh, <laughs> like, like a lot of people try to like try to like, but yeah, yeah, it's cool, your boy, but it's time to uh, it's time to level up here. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people did that, and I and I ain't let that happen. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't let that happen at all. I stood I stood ten toes down on what we agreed on from when I was 19. So during the two chains placement, was he involved yeah, in that process? That, yeah, that just we just recently parted ways. This 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 um. This year, that was this year. Big Amount came out in 2016. So you can say like five, almost four or five years later. So during Big Amount, like explain, that's your first major placement. So explain uh-huh. like the process of how the paperwork and the business go all the way to getting paid. Like what's that like? When it first came out, it was a mixtape break. It was on a mixtape. Yeah, them days were different. Yeah, it, it was the, it, I caught the very last, I'm, when I say four or five months of mix, a lot of mixtape shit, like I caught the last, Little wave of that shit, but um, it, they 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 pay you like labels pay you mixtape prices. When it's a mixtape, they pay you mixtape prices, but they want to pay you something to have something locked in. You know what I'm saying? But back in the days when you had mixtape record like that was just so big and it just blew up and was just so big, they had no choice but to monetize it, make it a single. So they paid me. I'm not gonna disclose with. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want nobody to feel like I'm trying to buy what I was. You know what I'm saying? I don't want nobody to feel no way in nothing. But what they paid me this when it came out as a mixtape, but then when it came out as an album, it was like hey, we had to renegotiate. It came out. So I got paid twice. It was it was my first record, so I didn't care. I wanted the motherfucker to be out. Like they was talking about, well, the advance, and I'm like, bro, put this shit. Out, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need something like I wouldn't care about no advances or nothing like that. To be honest, for real. But um, yeah, paperwork. There was no sample. I made I made the beat all by myself. It was no, there was no sample. I uh, I gave Issa publishing. Him like five percent. Just just putting that together, publishing the royalties. It changed my life. Like, yeah, yeah, you get to eat off that. So, there ever been times where like you got paid after the record drop? All the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about that. I feel like young kids like now nah, they feel like I think they're in this like they think like oh I ain't get paid yet record drop I'm finna you know what I'm saying expose them on Instagram and shit like just show the process like nah that's, uh, that's the- nah 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 don't do that don't do that don't don't like y'all young boys man y'all y'all don't uh, it's a game it's all a game because I I get the psyche of it like I did this record I'm not gonna even say the label I did a record. I seen they seen the feature. They got a feature, pay the feature. Niggas pretty big, so you got motherfucking at least got probably anywhere from fifty to a hundred just for the feature. Then I'm on set. I went to the video shoot. I go to every video shoot I can, just to meet people, directors, everything I can. They like it's a one point one million dollar set. These niggas got paid yesterday. <laughs> hey, look, I only asked for a 20 on it. Like, at least I was, I was showing love because I know the A&R. I only asked for a 20 on the beat. Like, how everybody get paid yesterday? 
<laughs> like, like I'm, I'm here and everybody sitting there paid. Like, nice set. Great record. You made the record? I'm like, yeah. But it's like, it's almost to the point where it's, it's bad. But I got used to it. To where it's like, if a record come out and I know I got a, anywhere from fifteen to a $30,000 advance, like on it, I'm not counting it for, for right now. I'm counting it. My lawyer beast too. Shout out Jacqueline Smith too. Um, you know, when she got, you know, there's a lot of checks she got to go, you know what I'm saying? A lot of things she got to go handle. So it's just like, I know she's going to get it done in a timely manner. And if it's not getting done in a timely manner, she going she gonna, to she, she gonna kick ass. Maybe like checking in, just checking in. Checking yeah, nah, in. nah, nah, my lawyer kick ass. I'm like, all right, what's up? Like, she's a, she's a nice extension of me. Because I'm a real, like, I'm short, like, with all that little weird shit. She just, like, says everything I would say, like, in a nice, legal, legal way. Like, she communicate, like, on the morning. Yeah, but it be, it's be as stern, though. You be needing a stern lawyer. You don't be needing no punk-ass lawyer when you dealing with all these little words. So, backtrack a little bit. You're in Atlanta, you're working. So, like, what advice can you give producers now? Like, let's say producers who just moved to Atlanta this year. Like, what can they do networking-wise to, to, you know what I'm saying, get placements? First of all, give away free shit. Ooh, let's talk about that, though. Some people don't really like free shit. We got a lot of input about that. Let's talk about Man, that. give away free shit. Why the fuck is you selling? Why does... <laughs> Bro, people go to McDonald's and be in a change drawer. And this is McDonald's. Scraping up quarters to pay for a sandwich. A sandwich. Sandwiches. Kids in the back. Some mamas made, back in the day, my mom used to make us share drinks. Y'all pass that motherfucker around. Like, <laughs> one big ass fry, two if it was a good. And we know we was having these mama was up if we all got a milkshake type shit. You know what I'm saying? But folks is going through that. They don't fucking know you, nigga. I could download shit on fucking YouTube. I could go download a hit record on YouTube. Hence, Old Town Road, the biggest selling song ever of all time ever. It was a man sitting in his goddamn room at his house, and he downloaded a beat on the internet, and he made a song, and it went the craziest song. I'm talking about sold more than a Michael Jackson song, sold more than a Prince song. Why the fuck would I give you $100 right now? I don't know you, nigga. Here we go. I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. Now, some people play that game, and you, you respect them. They'll just love your craft enough to be like, hey, bro, like, nah, this shit hard. I want to pay. I want to pay. Some niggas, some niggas just, like, investors to where they really want to, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I don't want no free shit, bro. Even if they actually have a discount. I fuck with niggas like that, too. Like, but, man, let that shit go, bro. Like, back in the day, my, my uncle was like, because they, they come from a... Um, a back-in-the-day standpoint. Like, it wasn't no mixtapes. It wasn't none of that. They artists got on from rapping on this, like, talent show shit, and the nigga went crazy. He was like a little young nigga. He went crazy and got a deal. Like, ain't nobody thinking no fucking record, real record deal on no fucking talent show nowadays. Like, you know what I'm saying? Type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the old back-in-the-day shit. And they just wasn't just into just giving beats, too. It was different. It wasn't like, like it was. like So they used to have me tag beats all the way through to where a nigga couldn't rap in it. And it makes sense. Like, you can hear it, but it'd be like, <laughs> whatever the tag was. You know what I'm saying? It's a where African, he, like, pull up that other nigga beat who don't have, who I can fucking rap on right now. I need to pull this shit up right now. You know what I'm saying? Type thing. So, I ain't never went to Travis Porter and was like, bro, I need it. Y'all rap. Like, yeah, I need it. 
put that shit out. Bankroll, like I want bankroll, RP bankroll. He's when his like his his first he was young fresh when I still had when I bought song with him. Fuck look like, bro. Especially when we work in common goal to get somewhere. Like a common goal. I doubt when they was in there like in the trenches, in the trenches, London was telling Thug, Well, I need thousand for that beat now. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is, ain't it? Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's lying. <laughs> fucked up. You know that nigga fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he probably thought probably nigga pretty get money and just throw niggas money anyway, but I doubt he was just, I need this, I need this, I need, I need it, I need it. You know what I'm saying? Just Time like, was all about building the guns. Building, too. building, like building your brand. People don't know building your brand is what people gonna have people pay for your beats. I can go make a post right now. I remember back in the day, I used to have beats for $50, $100, $200, shit like that. And I was in high school, coming up to like my college and I had kids, I started having kids and shit. Like, well, hell yeah, you get this beat for $150. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if they go babe for diapers, Wi-Fi, something about this motherfucker, that little one beat. I'm sorry, look at it. But now I could get on the Instagram and say, letting beats go for the low today. Y'all get at me. And make like five, six, seven thousand dollars like in a day. I don't like doing that because I done a number that cheap in your brand. But like, damn, if I just ever had to fucking pay the rent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like post that's not only because of the brand that's only because I gave away so many beats that Buddha Blesses beat is there is there is there is there is there it was part of this wedding that Chris Brown shit that I got played at somebody's wedding this got played at somebody's trap this got played at somebody's wedding this got played at somebody's family union this got played there to where the brand is like I'm paying to be a part of that you know what I'm saying like a lot of niggas got 808s that knock nigga you think you only make a wham a fucking trunk no. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's about the brand about it's the brand that come with that. I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you for the young producers. So I feel like it's just a lot of artists out here to where they can't really size up an opportunity. So it might be an artist who's kinda big, but it's a big piece of intellectual property and they'll try to charge them. But then it's somebody who they know on the streets they'll give it to for free instead of doing the opposite. So how do you like look at an artist and know like, oh yeah, let me just give him something for free? Like let's not worry about the money right now. If you're not worried about the money, you're not worried about the money. You don't start worrying about it because it was in front of you. Like, I hate motherfuckers who do that. Like, the man, the lawn man who come cut my grass, because I go through the Handy app, this thing called Handy app, motherfucker be having the whole thing. He get there and see the cars in the driveway, I come out there talking to him like with this shit on, because I'm about to go somewhere. He, yeah, man, um, job a little more bigger than I thought. You know what I'm saying? He starts saying you price up on you because, you know, you feel like he can get up there. You know what I'm saying? It's not about who in front of you. It's about your goal and your plan. If your thing is to expand my brand, it ain't like the person who's in front of me. And most likely, most more times than not, the person who do got the money who could pay you something right now has more of anything, like something to give you. Like an artist, like, let's say an artist, a, a dude in the street, who he's got scam money. It's cool, you know, I got scam money or something. They be up and down on, they be down from $1,000 to anywhere from $15,000. Like, that's some scammers. That's what I call these little neighbors. I mean, from $1,015, that's where they be playing with they check through. He got something to give you. But this artist over here, he signed to such and such. And he personally, personally, personally has nothing to give you. Because everything he going to give you, it come through the label. It come through his budget. 
Meanwhile, you can go get 10 bands from one beat from this nigga. You just got 10 bands. And this nigga ain't did shit with your beat, but went to the club, smoked to it. But you got paid $25,000, $3,000, $2,500, from this artist that who's on this label who has other acts signed that makes you look more as a credible producer. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about what game you want to play. Like just getting in the right, doing the right shit. Like you can make beats. It ain't all about money or who started to get in front of you. It's just like, what's your agenda? Producers being patient, you feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like instead of looking at this shit, like, okay, we planting seeds. I just feel like, you know what I'm saying? This day and age makes that shit, man. I know niggas don't want to hear that shit. I know. I, I look, man, and that's why I'm glad I came up under old school tutelage, like or uh, tutoring. Like, they was like my uncles was like, yo, they used to just, just the stories. They used to give me they like KRS One stories, and yo, like well, we was in, the, we was in the thing, and KRS One took the mic from motherfucker. Like, get off the stage. Like, they used to give me like them, like them stories and different shit, and like. They used to tell me, they used to say 10 years. Like, when I was a kid, they automatically planted 10 years in my head. Like, man, it's like 10 years, man. Like, niggas, like, niggas, like, put their blood, sweat, and t- like, like, 10 years. And some niggas ain't even still ain't got they break. Mm. But they always put 10 years in my head. Like, no matter what it was. And I can say I officially, like, started when I was, started making beats. I have picked up on the beats, like, eighth grade. How you in eighth grade? Like 13, 14. Like 13, 14. Started it. I can't I can say I I never stopped. Like once I started that day, I never stopped. But I used to hop on the train. I used to hop on the train, take it to Fort McPherson. They stayed in Camp Creek. I was, I was on the east side. I used to take the train every weekend over there. Just getting that, you know what I'm saying, that knowledge about shit. And they just like, man, 10 years. You can say sowing seeds, you can say just Doing your time, you can say whatever, like perfecting your craft, but it took me eight. <laughs> from what I thought, if I start from 16, where I felt like I'm ready, whether I was or not, at 16, I felt like I was ready. Like, I was that nigga in my high school. I used to have all the girls and my partners in the basement. I used to put up Christmas lights as studio lights. Like, I was that nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least school from the music shit. I felt like I was ready, but big amount didn't come till I was 24. I fuck with that. You know, niggas be like talking about the 10,000 hours. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You obviously put that shit in eight times. Man, what? That shit be like, you don't want to hear that, bro. I, I did not want to hear that. I was having kids. I was on money. I wasn't in school. I looked like a failure to my mom. The thing is, is all my brothers and sisters graduate high school. Like, I'm the only one who like, it's just like, I don't come from no delinquent ass family. Like, my mom made six figures. My aunt made six figures. She's a bone marrow transplant coordinator. She's a lawyer. Like, like they ain't taking none of your bullshit. Like, they like, nah, you, you. And my mom used to be like, I'll pray for you. I used to come in the house. <laughs> nah, but I swear to God, I used to come in the house, eyes were from geek, you know, smoking and shit. I'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be like, damn. Like, yo, I, I'm not doing that. I'm not just like sniffing and coking. Like, like, I'm not like, drugged out, but she ain't see, you know, she's a Christian woman. She ain't really see the vision yet. She see now. Does she see them advance? Yeah, no. Nah, I, I bought my mom a car and I pay her mortgage. Every month it come out my automatic payment. What's, what was your second place? It's kind of too, it's, it's kind of like, it's vague because it's like sonically, like what came out, I guess. It was Counting by it was another two chain song. 
Papa Rubber Band started counting. Putting everything on count. That was the song that came out. It was another mixtape, though. They didn't treat it because the big amount got treated as a single. They they already, but it was another mixtape. So it was back to that mixtape, you know, probably whatever. He did a video to it, though. You know what I mean? The mannequin challenge shit? The mannequin challenge, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, like, call casting by the Migos. So how do you get locked in with the Migos? Explain that um, relationship. When Big Amount came out, it was a big record. You know what I'm saying? One thing I I noticed about, like, getting a good trap beat placed, other trap rappers or that sound, they on, they, they, they click to him like, who, who, who that? Who, Should I hop on the wave? We're going, yeah, like, I like that. I like whatever I just heard come out the speakers, I like. Takeoff followed me on Twitter. And it was so random, like, I ain't even. And um, I was, ta- I was, um, I know one of their partners who I try to get them some beats through. And I was like. Hey man, y'all got them beats I gave. I said, you got them beats I gave such and such. He was like, hell nah. Like, damn. He said, send it to. He gave me an email. Like three weeks later, boys was in, I think they was in Lobos, Africa, Nigeria, something like that. Lagos, I think Lobos. I said Lobos. That's the that's LeBron Liquor. Lagos. That's LeBron Liquor, Lobos. Lagos, they they shot the video out there. Like after Bad and Bougie, they number one biggest song, the next song to come out was my record. It's called Casting. Second record leading up, then, then um, T-shirt came, but Call Casting came out. They shot that video in Africa. Everything history. It's like a hundred million views on YouTube right now. Like, and then ever since then, even with then, like me and Quavo just locked in. We just locked in after that. So let's talk about uh, modern slavery. Like, what made you start mixing that track with that soul? You feel me? Kanye West. Uh, it's a it's a place musically I wanted Kanye West to go, cause he's like one of my favorite producers. Like, it's a place I wanted him to go. Like, he he music he, he doing Donda. Don't get me fucked up. He's Kanye. West. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, he. It, <laughs> Because he's at the point where it's like, I'm not doing anything to satisfy the vibe right now. I'm not about satisfying the vibe. I want to make, mix red with yellow and make these new colors and shit. That's what I decided to say, yay. You know what I'm saying? But it was a time and period where he still had his sound, but he had radio. You know what I'm saying? Like, when his stuff came on, it was the chickmunk voice or the sped up sample or something like just slowed down or every. The, the the little rolls he used to use or the ah, ah like little shit he used to use it was still him but it was still radio so he made the looter stand up uh made the camera down down like this records he made Keisha Cole uh, it was still radio you know what I'm saying to where Jesus and all his other stuff is like really got away from it but that's just I just wanted to um musically I just wanted to see that element still be there, but incorporated into trap, but like heavy though. Like if y'all really realize, um, it's Otis Redding, just like the oldest, the oldest in the oldest record with Jay Z and Kanye. It's Otis Redding. We both sample Otis. I sample Otis because of Kanye. It's kind of formatted the same as Otis. It makes it easier. 
Easy up, it's the samples. Whatever the sample ain't sped up, slowed down. It's just whatever it is, it's the sample. Same thing. It's early in the morning. It's the same thing. Then I go to bam, burn, bam, bing, bam, at drums. All these damn chain like, you know what I'm saying? It's trapped with something that younger kids can feel. Instead of, can't got, I invented that, can't, can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not everything like the younger kids would just hear and just be like, just naturally, like, would just be in the club with or just be riding to and listen to. Like, that's something like an older age group. I just tried to build that bridge. That's really what that what that is for me. So you be sampling, like, records a lot? So records that I really love or records that I, I really hear and just be like, mm, I have to do that. So, like, when you sampling, like, what's your process when you chopping or looking for something? It's certain. It's, I listen to samples that still defy my sound. Like, it ain't even, it ain't so much I look for it. It's like, you just, I'm like, so consciously, what sounds like me? It's just like, it's there. It's like, what you hear does just strike you. And it's just like certain things that might happen in it, whether it be the bass flip like that, or the piano did that, or it's just like, yeah, that's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, and in certain songs, in certain things, it's just like, you just got to like tap into like, or moments that, like, um, the Needed record with Migos and Youngboy, that's a 50 Cent record. Told y'all 50 my favorite rapper, dog. You know what I'm saying? And for me, that was a way for me to goddamn get a one, get a credit with my favorite rapper. Cause like at the end of the day, we all on the same paperwork now. When I go to my BMI, I see Curtis Jackson, that motherfucker too. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's hard to me. Kanye too, because Kanye did something on the the bad uh the BBO on uh, Bad Bitches Only beat. He got Kanye credit on that record. But it was me taking a record I loved as a kid. And it wasn't even like a big 50 cent cut. It was an album cut. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a single, nothing that. And I took that and I put Migos and Yump. Like, it's like bridging that gap. Literally bridging the gap. Like, I took 50 cent record. This New York old ass nigga. And got young boy, young, young ass. And the Migos, the kind of like starting to get into that older, you know what I'm saying, like more of the little, the young vets type thing. That's a whole, that's a bridge right there from him to Migos to young boy. That's a whole bridge of people. So that's, you know what I'm saying, that's that's really what I try to do with my music and my sound, like bring that old sound in. But a lot of times I won't, I don't even sample no more. It's like you can listen to you, the sonics and the mechanics of what's going on to a song. Like an old school song, it'd be like, they use flutes. They use a bass guitar. They use this, they use that, they use that. They had the string swell instead of just trickle. Like, it's just little shit you can really, like, if you really pay attention to the mechanics of, like, sound and what the hell coming out the speakers. Okay, they had three horn players, but they panned two of them this way and one of them just sat over everybody's, like, little shit like that for real. Big game. So when you sampling, like, what them splits look like, though? <laughs> Toes ass up. It don't count. You know, I always look for and get hit. See, but like we needed 50 in them tank came and took 50. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was just me and the boys. It was just me, the boys, uh, Migos, and um and YB. That's five people to split 50%. And the whole, my whole side, the whole 50, you know how I go, 50% over there, 50% over there. They ate that shit. They ate it. Like, like they ate it. So it was really almost nothing left on the record for me. But them, they all came together. They gave me 5%. You know 
on the record. This is needed, right? I'm hot. <laughs> I, I, I'm I, like, and it is like all this, like, because I went through a lot to put it together. Like, just like, for, like, not 450, but the 50 thing. The, you know, I'm like, man. So I reach out to High Tech. He's the original producer. He made Lost of 50. He made Best Friend for 50. He made the intro on um, G Unit, the records. He made this song. He got a. High Tech got a lot of couple 50 records. D-Block, and there's a couple records, too. I was like, man, I vibrated his Instagram. I was like, yo, from one producer to another, man, I got a, I got some money coming your way. It's, it's going to be a big record. It's Migos. You know, I told him what the record was, and, man, it's going to be big. Da, 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 da. And so I gave him my number, and he hit me. They already reached him out to him for sample clearance, and he was like, yo, I heard about that. You the producer? And I'm like, yeah, da, 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 this and that. Who the blessings be? First of all, I want to say respect to you because you a legend, like bro. Yeah, like you got you got some shit. Like respect to you, bro. But boy, I ain't finna eat nothing on this shit. I done put the whole shit together. You gotta fuck with me, bro. Some got somebody gotta <laughs> give. Somebody got, somebody gotta pull some strings or something. But high tech, you know, bro must be bro must did. He definitely did right by his money. He got a lot of investments and shit going on too. He wasn't no crab with him. He was like, nah, I respect the call. I just can't believe I'm getting sampled now. He was so like, damn. You know, he got kids that listen to Young Boy and Migos. So that's like, you know, they, man, you listen to make 50 Cent. You know how they, you know what I'm saying? That probably, I can't say exactly, but he just, I'm just talking to him. He's like, yo, my kids, they, they, you know what I'm saying? My son's like, yo, daddy, Young Boy and Migos. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was good too. Like, I got the, you know, like touching that way. But yeah, he definitely came up off of a nice percentage to make sure I was, I was alive. And you know what I'm saying? And and to make sure I was, you know, happy. And like I'm really grateful with it. You know what I'm saying? Like really. Like shout out high tech, man, because I don't know too many people. And he did it with such ease. Like, nah, man, you got that, man. You I feel that. I can't, yo, I just I salute you. And you calling me too, man. He just liked that I called him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just liked that I called him. So I know like recently, like a couple weeks ago, I was in a situation where another producer used a sample. But what they was asking for to clear, it was too much. So the label had me come in and like remake it so they could, you know what I'm saying, get it for a lower amount. So like, I know you you probably been in that situation before. So like, what would you do? Would you like respectfully like just keep what you did or would you remake it for a lower, you know what I'm saying? The needed record, I sampled nothing of the master. I played everything over. It was just so much alike. They was like, nah, it's, it kind of was, it was literally like, I didn't try to change it. I changed the sounds of it, like the the bass line was different. They used more of like a, an organ bass. I used like a more funky bass. Some folks still took, because it was so much likeness. But if you can save money, if it was like a situation where, like I had a shy Day record. I did a record with Wife and Lucci. Great fucking record. He ain't having that. I learned that the hard way. But I was counting my chill. Oh, man, I got a wife and Lucy. That shit hard, too. They sent me something like, that's hard. I don't care if it's interpolation. No. Like, I'm, interpolation, I still have to clear it. No. Sade, no. Like, she's... <laughs> you don't think Drake would have did that by now? Oh, like, he got Sade tatted, don't he? 
Yeah, you got somebody. One of the girls he got. I think I shot a tatted on his leg or some weird shit. I don't know. You don't think he would have did that by now? This shot day, man. Drake would have been pulled them strings. And she got great music, and Drake got an ear for like he got. He would have man. And the type was things have been so crazy and hectic. I should have got him back by now. Go listen to that song, bro, and tell me that's not a Sade record. If the spotlight makes you nervous, go listen to that. I'm telling you, that's a Sade record. That's just, if she sang that same shit, you'd be like, that's a Sade record. It's just like, like her mechanics, so he go pull. I pull from a lot of from her, her mechanics and shit she do, too. Like, it's, it's just all about the mechanics. He His, his sound, she plays a great sound on, a part on his sound. At least I feel like I may be wrong, but I do. I know you said Superstars um, with Migos was on Madden. So, like, what's that? Like, like, is it like different contracts or how you get paid from stuff like that? You know, he thought it'd be a little different when you get on video game. You know what I'm saying? He gave you license fee. It's like we a license fee. It'd be like a license to use the record. You negotiate the highest thing possibly you can for that licensing of that time period of, you know what I'm saying? That type of thing. And they can use it. Like licensing to be like we can use it for these many years or this or this or a lifetime and just be like where they, I don't know, but you just think every time a CD flops the shelf, shelf that's five cents a, in your pocket or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the best way I could put it. But at the end of the day, for the culture, man, and what? Well, I'm finna bust your app and my song on and Superstars out. What are you talking about? <laughs> you be talking shit like you yeah. playing Madden 2K? Yeah, boy, what? Man, I'm the biggest shit talking nigga you probably ever met. Especially in that 2K and in Needed on 2K too. Or 2K22. It's on, it's on the new next. It's on the new um 2K coming up. But like, have you ever like whooped somebody ass while your song was playing, bro? Boy, what? Man, that's... <laughs> I put it on as a victory song. <laughs> Fuck, I don't give a damn what come on the TV screen. I got a whole stereo system lined up. Why when I whoop your ass? I think I need it. Drake on the feet. Joe Black and up. Fuck you talking about. Where my money at too, bro? So come on. I don't want to be ass betting out here either. So I've been posting a lot on the producer ground, um, Instagram page about like beat maker versus a producer. A lot of people say, bro, it's the same term. A lot of people say, man, it's a difference between beat maker and producer. So like, what's your input? No, no one is greater than the other. Let me give you my example. The reason why, and please post this. No, it's like snippet this shit. There's a bunch of producers who don't do shit to records. A bunch of people who putting records, just putting records together. <clears throat> Not tinkling no keys. Not doing no high hats, just literally. Mm. This writer, I hear this writer, I hear this, okay, this beat, this blah, 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 blah. You were like a visionary, really. You say producing, but visionary. How does he get to go stomp or say, I'm a producer and you're a beat maker. Like, I'm a producer. I'm a producer. I produce. How does he get to go stomp on the nigga who made the record that he went to go get other motherfuckers on? You don't get to do that. I don't give a fuck if I sat in my basement and was a quiet fucking just bug in the corner, dirty fucking ass. I don't care what it was. And you just this rich motherfucker, da da da. You take my beat and go get it to a motherfucker with, I, oh, I produced the record. I did, you just made the beat. Why you don't shut the hell up? Then why don't you go back to beat? 
And don't get me wrong, I do both. I can do both. I give sauce. I give sauce a lot. Not even just on some I'm accredited writer. Da, 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 da. I give sauce a lot. And I have my own artists. I make my own songs. I don't want to be a rapper though. Like, that's just not my cup of I just don't want to be do what they do. I don't get off on that. But like, how could this person like take this man beat and say, or not even this person, because that's not say they looking, they not even looking at it. They say he doing his due diligence, he doing his due diligence. How can an outside party person come in and look at him as greater value? Is him because of what he did and what he did to play on the record. And this motherfucker didn't do shit, but all he had to do was stay in his crib and call motherfuckers he knew. <laughs> y'all gonna be great. I know you, I know you. Y'all, 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 gonna, y'all gonna be great. Y'all gonna be great. Is that makes him that makes him greater than this person who just came with this melody out his fucking fingers? This was coming out his pores? Then when he just sitting there making, it all started with him. That's how I get it fucked up. I'm like, I'm on my laptop. He's on the laptop. Man, it start right there, bro. Like, I'm not producing. Like, so you not rapping? If I'm not producing, you're not rapping if you're not rapping when I'm not there. Now, how does that sound? I'm not producing because I'm not there to tell you? Okay, so that means you're not rapping right because I'm not there to produce you. That makes no sense. You go do what you do and be great, and you go do what you do and be great. Straight up, like, who was to say if I was to get in there? I done got in the studio so many times with niggas, and then nigga gonna say shit I would never say. Y'all got in the studio with young boy one time, that nigga said. It wasn't even my song, that nigga said. Uh, right time. You know, it's like a night time. Sewer damage. Tell that boy I get piped down. Like, what? Like, <laughs> Like, it's just like, I wouldn't say no shit like that. I wouldn't come to be like, this the hook. I would have came with a whole different thing. Like, that boy said sewer damage. That boy finna get piped. They talking about some guns. You know, you know this shit. But it's just like, I try to be a person that I don't always know everything. Like, some producers come in and be like, I know this. Some, some artists need to be produced more than others. But, you like, you can't always come in just like, I know that sometimes I like to come in and be like, like, throw my hands up. Not saying I don't want, I want to be lazy. I always got my fuck. I'm an opinionated motherfucker. Y'all ain't watched my Instagram yet? I got a lot of opinions, but sometimes it's like, especially with music, it's just like, this is the most opinionated thing ever. There's no thing more opinionated than music. You know what I'm saying? So, I like to say what he did on his record and what he did on his record, like, is producing... Is it not part of making the beat is not a part of producing too? Let me ask y'all that. I know it's y'all interview, but let me ask y'all how y'all feel about it. Do you feel like producing or like making the beat is part of producing? Like, say I'm a producer. Say say I said I'm a producer, but I don't make, I don't touch the beats. I don't touch the computers and shit. Would you say I'm a real producer? I, me personally, that shit a term. Like, I don't give a fuck. Cause like, at the end of the day, artists don't care about this shit. Like, we all just got paid from it. What come out them speakers? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I would just say put respect on both, you know what I'm saying? But I would say definitely there are some people that just play bigger roles and stuff as far as like being a visionary, but I would just say put respect on both, you feel me? But some producers don't really, not, I would say a lot of producers produce more on a brand level, you feel me? More like they get in the rooms and they make more moves because they have a bigger brand. Mm-hmm. So I would just say put respect on both sides because you got to play the position. Somebody got to be in the room, you know what I'm saying? And and let's get let's start, let's get this straight too. Like all my producers out here, this is one thing I really wanna um I guess you say preach and teach. 
a lot of stuff we heard back in the day, them folks was sampling. Every Kanye West record was a sample. Everyone. Bro, that's why I hate when niggas be like, oh, bro, you but, just use the loop. You not a... But does it, does it make it, you better because you sampling somebody who's not uh, Shaka Khan? What's coming out of the speakers? Timbaland, a big pimpin'. Din, din. I didn't know that was a sample. Dun, 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 dun. All this, everything I grew up loving, man, was a sample. Jada Kids, we gonna make it sample. Uh, Fifty Cent, Mini Men was a sample. Found that sample the other day. I was like, everything I did, them folks found a chop. They went how I'm doing, and that's what makes me feel real good because I'm actually listening to like the records they did. And I'm just going around, feeling around, and learning my own little sauce with what they did too, but really making it my own. But them folks was chopping that shit up. Putting they... The drums is... Will always to tell you what time it is you in. But music, the drums. A good melody is going to be a mel good melody, whether you put it in 1960, 1970, 1980, 1990, 2000. A flute, you can play a flute, and it's going to be a great... As long as it's a good sounding, it's in keys and guys and sonics is right, that's always going to be... It's always going to be that good flute melody. It's about how fast you speed it up, and what type of drums you put to it. You know what I'm saying? You can put the same thing, and you can put a dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum, and it'll sound like Africans coming. Or you could just put some trap on, and it'll be like, oh, we in Atlanta. Or you could speed it up a little bit and put that shit on like, okay, some D shit, some Detroit shit. Melody's always the same. You can take the same, I done seen two producers take the same loop and make two totally different beats, or two different vibes of beats. You know, the, the, the list and like the sound is the same, but... He sped it up because he made he from the D. He made them type of bitch. And he slowed it down. He kept that shit trunk because he from he brought from Memphis. You know what I'm saying? So fuck all that shit, man. What, what's come out? What's coming out them speakers? I was I was just gonna say, like, do you think that's an ego thing? For niggas to be worried about that. Like just always shaming each other. Um It's competition. That's what everybody, and that's another thing I want our producers to not. Can I cuss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the only thing I want us to bitch up and shy away from, bro. Like, why y'all bitching up at that shit? Like, if a nigga got to say this, like, man, just leave me alone. I want to eat, man. This shit, fuck all that. Like, it's a comp. <laughs> like, 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 we all eating. Like, I, I get it, and I don't, and I don't want nobody to be like to starve. I don't want anybody to starve. I don't want any of my like black brothers to starve, bro. Like, niggas and came too long as a. To where we all can just load up a laptop and be millionaires. Like, that shit trip me out when I be around Parker and Jew in London. Like, we just four millionaires sitting there, like, laptops and keyboard. Like, that shit is a beautiful thing. No matter how he got it done, no matter how he got it done, no matter how I got it done, how he got it done. That's beautiful. But at the end of the day, shut the hell up, bruh. They gonna have something to say. They gonna have something to say. They process. This my process. This, that, 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 that. It's a competition. Everybody wanna have the best way. You don't think Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates, like, Looking across each other like they can support and family, I don't got to worry about nothing. You don't think he looking across the other side of the world? Jeff Bezos, uh, Bill Gates just bought a bunch of farmland. And he just bought them trains and shit from Canada. Okay, I see he trying to do his food supply. Mmm, I see what he doing. Like, bro, I'm telling you, bro, if you don't think that run through them folks' mind, this is one show I watched. It was called The Men Who Built America. Savages. Rockefeller, Andrew Carnegie, uh, 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 Henry Ford, uh, uh, 
J.P. Morgan, and it was somebody else, uh, Vanderbilt. Them folks were cutthroat. They were all in their own field. He did steal, he did banking, he did this, but they all was trying to get, they were always trying to be the, they were trying to, and it made America, literally, bro, the men who built America. Literally, now they just fucked up shit in the process, you know, niggas, and like, you know, like, all other shit, but them folks built America. Just like, and they own little competition, like, and they own right. Just, I feel like the same way with music, like, it's iron shopping, iron, bro. Like, I, like, I, I'm, and everybody motivated different too. Like, I, I'm just motivated by, like, mm, that was hard. Mm. I don't have a number one billboard placement yet. Mm. That motivated me. I watched The Last Dance, and I used to think I was crazy until I watched The Last Dance. Michael Jordan used to find niggas, like, find reason to hate a nigga, like, you just step on the court, and, like, and I took that personally. You seen the memes, like, nigga, it's I just... mean as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was just mean, like, you know, he won MVP that year. He deserved it, but I took it personally. Like, what? Like, it's just, like, that competitive, like, he just throw it off, but it, it's just something to keep you ticking, like, and I can't say everybody. It's all really about what you keep you ticking, but I just know what keep me ticking. You know what I'm saying? Somebody say some funny shit to me. Somebody say some, oh, this nigga, did, did, did he think he did da, 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 or he ain't this, 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 and that, or this ain't that, da, 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 da. I'd be like, all right. I had somebody told me, I ain't going to say no names, but before I blew up, I had somebody tell me I needed to make beats different. Like, the way I was making beats wasn't, like, man, you need to go watch, like, go watch Metro, like, the tempo and the sauce of the club, like. I'm like, and it fucked me up for a second. Like, when you ain't got nothing and you broke and you like. That shit gonna get real. You be like, <laughs> you're right. Like, like, am I not having that sauce? No, that wasn't the case. If everybody out there, that was not the goddamn case. Because I tell you what, the person who said it to me, his artist rapped on Big Amount and they rapped on Cross Country. Both of my two first big records. And they was made a year before those songs came out. He about timing and all that shit too. Those two songs, those two songs had artists I, had, I was developing, I was building. I was building them. Songs that was just, they just had, the label had, it was just on the lock stats on the drive or whatever. Shit start falling and shit, goddamn. Da, da, da. I'm like, man, I can't play them beats hard. Platinum, platinum, Grammy nominated. Culture One was Grammy nominated. You know what I'm saying? So that stuff like that is just like always put me back. Like, yeah, I'm a motherfucker. I remember motherfucker said that. So are you following trends or you going? No, nah, people following my trends. Y'all don't hear people. Y'all hear people doing that 808 bass slide out. Y'all hear that? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I follow a trend, it'd be, it'd be an old one. Brad, Brad, bringing that four account back. Sample, like, doing the old school sound. Like, it'd be like an old one that I can be like, I, I, I took from this. I don't like doing what people's doing now. And it, that's why I felt like it did take so long for my sound to catch on. Because it'd be like, it had, it had to be a space for it. And literally, and a lot of producers too, like, it's a beat sitting on your computer right now. It's just not the time and space and literal sonics of what's hot right now. But six months from now, it'd be like, mm. A lot of my placements I made a year ago. Even now. A lot of songs I got now, I'm about to come out. A lot of stuff y'all about to hear. 
last year. How you feel about producers like exactly cloning a beat? Like, for example, like Lil Baby type beats? I, I, I don't. Okay, you say Lil Baby type beat. You talking about the. The triplet sound. The triplet sound, and it go from this and it go There's down. There's nothing three wrong notes. with the people who like originate. I'm saying like the people who straight copying it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I was about to say, because I'm like. That shit hard. I was about to say, that's a sound crazy. Like Section 80 Chi Chi, that's the sound they created. Yeah, yeah. So Jacob you, too. ATL Jacob go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody duplicating it is. That's how I feel. That's how I feel with my sound. Everybody duplicating your sound, it drives the sound out. Real quick, let me say this. It drowns the sound out until they hear you make it again. That's why it's like, you got to keep doing it. Like, and I heard that from Pierre in an interview. He said, like, a lot of niggas be, you know, they'll do this, but I'm the originator. It's like, you you, you you know. It's like, you know a nigga, like, who's on Playboy Cardi album because, you know, he, he can fit the vibe. But when Pierre shit come on, you be like, yeah, I hear it. If rather his tag came on or not, you like, yeah, I hear it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you just rely on that. Like, yeah, you, my shit sound, it sound dated, like, oh, it's a little little sound, a little happy sound with trap drums and da-da-da-da-da until he do it again. And it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's different when the, when the guy doing it, when the, when he doing it is 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 the originator is something you really can't explain. Like a lot of people did a lot of Zaytoven shit. A lot of niggas got records sounding like Zaytoven and doing oh that little using that little sound and shit. Yeah, the eight oh eight mafia siren. That was the worst one. Oh my god, yeah, I know Sasa had to be mad at fuck about that one. Yeah, right. yeah, nah, niggas was niggas was killing that right. Yeah, he don't use it no more. But but Southside of trendsetter, eight oh eight mafia and them boys they trendsetters. Metro and them, they 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 trendsetters. They they push sound. Like that's one thing I like about people who can push sound, but find the middle ground for it to be like club and what we want, but still pushing sound. Like those niggas was like they high hats would be like, where you look at it, it looked like a Tetris game. Like looking on the free loop, like they said they move they midi shit. You be like, what the hell is that nigga doing? That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Like, it's just like, that's, that's sound, that's challenging sound as it is. And they'll have a straight, some ghouly ass <laughs> sound. Just a straight, just one sound, just, but the high ass and don't, like, you know what I'm saying? And that's they sound, that's how they challenge sound. Like, it's like crazy hi-hat driven. You know, 808 to be in that shit. They should be hi-hat mafia, all them goddamn motherfucking rolls and shit, them motherfuckers they be putting in there. But it should be hard. It's, it's sound challenging, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit hard. One thing I see producers do a lot, like, let's use Lil Baby, for example. Like, Lil Baby will drop the email or something. Somehow they get the email and they send the exact OPF type beat, you know what I'm saying? And then you'll see that post on, on Lil Baby's story, like, bro, I'm getting tired of these type of beats. I'm going to put you in a scenario. You headed to a session with Lil Baby. Like, what like what's your, like what what type of beats are you going to play for him? It takes confidence to really do this, but I'm always on. It, it, it used to, not saying used to fuck me up, but it wasn't my time. It would be like, you would kind of maybe think you suck. But I'm always play what I want you to be on. I'm gonna let you tell me no first, and then be like, if it ain't going right, then I'm gonna try to go cater. I'm gonna try to call it cater just to get the check, get the placement, or whatever you want to call it. But I'm always gonna want to hear what I want to hear you on. Just like I heard this, whether you agree with it or not, I'm always play that first. But now it's like, like with Meg, we were in the work on her album. Um, 
me, OG Parker, and Ju. We went and worked on her album. And we listened, I was listening, I just sat back and listened to all the records she had. She has no record that fits this. I'm not gonna say what it is, that's when I didn't want to come out. She has no record that fits this. Let me go do this. And the thing is, is most of the time the artists don't even want to do that. You gotta sell them on it. But as a producer, like it, it being a salesman is a lot. People underestimate that. You get on the beat, you in the studio, these motherfuckers sipping their drink, popping their little bird, got their little hole, whatever the fuck they got going on. And you come in there and push and play, you. Nigga, like, it ain't even like you ain't fitting the vibe of the room. Like, niggas, like, I, like that's why a lot of producers do good not pulling up. Right. Mm. That's, why, no, that's why a lot of producers do great not pulling up. It's like, okay, let me hear what's coming out of this speaker sonically. Like, this shit dark, da 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 But meanwhile, nigga pulling up, and you just looking like, you not mad, you not even, you don't, you don't got to be like a hood nigga to make a dark beat, but you don't even know how to sell it to him. This is a sale, like, bro, there's a lot of, like, boy, like, I don't know what, like, like Hitmaker, that boy be selling that shit. <laughs> Man, I'm not even saying it's not nothing good. To, I'm not saying there's nothing good to buy. I'm just saying that boy be in there. Say, <laughs> see, motherfucker, you the bad. Man, you got to go, yo, lay that track down right now. Lay that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, we laying that shit down right now to what the... You know, nigga done tricked the artist. Like, yeah, I do need to lay that down. Not even so much you tricked them. The artist didn't know they need to lay it down. But they like, nah. You need to lay this motherfucker down. And this is like, yeah, I, I do. Motherfucker cut it and it's a hit. Motherfucker, meanwhile, they wouldn't have did that. They just would have put up some same little piano cry beat. Whatever the fuck they doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, this is, this is salesmanship at this point. If people lose that. If people don't understand that art. That's producing too, goddamn. Fuck, fuck what you heard. I don't care if you did hear her on the beat. I had to make the motherfucker rap on it. And I'm not this motherfucker daddy. <laughs> I had to sell like, motherfucker could come in and hum and just be, and make a motherfucker feel like they supposed to be on it. I'm telling you, bro, it's a salesmanship. Like, like you could, a motherfucker could be, or it could be, if some niggas really like, it could be the same beat. Two, three, four. A nigga be like this. Or a nigga be like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, ha. It's the same tempo as double timing. Some niggas like might not understand that. I'll get a New York session, niggas be on this. No cap. Just yeah, do man, that shit hard, you know what I mean? In Atlanta, you be, it be the same tempo of beat though. You know what I'm saying? Just like selling it, knowing where you at, knowing the climate you in, knowing the artist you dealing with. Makes the rest shit real. Bro, you dropped some sauces then. Crazy. Because I've definitely been in a situation where I was at Mean Street and I played a beat for this songwriter. And it was like, next, next, next. And I, I ain't really know, like, when I go into the room, like, I, I feed off the vibe, and I ain't really, like, a talkative nigga. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So I just sit there. I'm, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm nodding my head. Just like how you was, bro. Same as that shit. Just like how you was doing, bro. Yeah. You need to be like, next, pick a couple. Yeah, And got them. The one he ain't picked, I played it, but I went to that session. When it was, it was like two weeks later, I went to the session. My manager happened to be in the room, and he played the same exact beat. He was like, yeah, bro, I could hear this hook. Woo-woo. He was like, load that shit up. 
You know what I'm saying? But like, nigga, I played that too easy. I ain't think about it till you just said mm-hmm. that shit, though. Like, it really beat all nah, the vibes. Nah, anything is it. And, 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 like, when you come up, when you be in the game so long or get some years under you, you get a routine. Like, I have a routine. I mean, I have a routine. I come in, you know. She has got to scale a room, but, you know, you make sure you... It's just this is little confident things. Whether you good at beats, it's little confident people things like looking at like looking at motherfucker in their face, like bro, da 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 da, like and whatever you saying, looking at them dead in their face type shit, like like little shit like that. But I start the same thing. What the fuck we got to play? I play some, motherfucker will play. I'll stop it. It'd be like and just the for interaction, I'll do the same thing every time. I'll be like, hey, whatever you lock in on, just tell me. I'm gonna put that motherfucker to the side for you. I'm like, all right. It, I say the same. It's the same thing. It's like a full formula. I say the same thing every time. So they go through it. They go through it. You be going through beats, and sometimes they don't even be locked in. They peoples do. But I say, I'm telling you, it's a little psyche to everything. You got to pick, pick up on everything. You'll play something, and a motherfucker be like, and that's their partner. That's who they brought. That's who they with. That's who they riding and flying out with. Hold on, let me start the motherfucker. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's fucking hard now. Y'all stop playing with me now. <laughs> you pull that motherfucker up again and it's just like it's like a party almost it's like June you fuck with little, 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 whatever the fucking partner name is like, little June you fuck with that you know what I'm saying it's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a salesman thing bro like that's a lost art I'm just blessed I can be able to make beats and know how to actually sell cause y'all realize I don't have this big ass face card or social media presence you know what I'm saying like I play what come out the speakers in them streets and this is what I when I'm in the room is like what can I do? Like, nobody want no, you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody who's not sure of it. And the thing is, is if you're not sure of it, put somebody else who in there who is sure of it. Everybody, like, another thing is, is you may not be everything. You might not just be this. That may not be you, but you having the right person around you to make sure that part still gets done, that still makes you the best you. That still makes you the best. It's shit that I don't do. That if I, that I'm looking for now, if I put this, if I put that around me, I just know I'm not gonna do that. I feel like LeBron James is the best person at that too. Like that nigga, y'all think that nigga's in the Spring Hill movie deal? Nah, he ain't doing that. He got he he got to win and be strong on the court. As long as he do that, that's the brand. Maverick Carter go do all that. You know what I'm saying? Like go, it's just putting the right people in place to to make sure everything you want get done. Damn, man. Hey, you lit a hell right there. <laughs> you dropping too much sauce, nigga. Course, for real. Yeah. <laughs> said, of course. So we have this um thing we used to do um with the older podcast called Overrated Underrated. Basically, we give you a topic and you say if it's overrated or underrated, and then you say your reason like why. Mm-hmm. So for the first one is traveling to meet artists. That's underrated for sure. Cause like is it well, it depends on who you are too. Cause some people just. A person who would just could never connect with an artist or the person their sound may have, but far as like, so it, that's a that's an in between. I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm a, I, 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 that's hard. But for if I have to hit, if I have to answer, I'll say underrated because getting in and locking with an artist and knowing who the person and just the soul you dealing with, like whether you just vibe with them or not, you can sometimes feel like a good soul or a good person you dealing with. So just to sidetrack a little bit, so let's say artists, I mean, not artists, let's say producers who's, like, in Germany, uh, got down on an island somewhere. What can they do to, like, you know what I'm saying? Network with artists. Keep DMing me, me, all these motherfuckers they doing, how they doing it. I don't know, these motherfuckers eating, dog. I don't know if niggas really notice. 
Remember Netherlands, Germany, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Voo, Voo Music, Voo Heart. Voo Music, Q Beats, uh, Cash Money AP from over there, Keo from over there, um, 808, Mel, all them folks. Them folks is, man. For a little Ayanis coming over here to the States, dunking on niggas like, man, you don't even speak, but I swear I talked to Cash Money AP. I ain't know. I just see him on the gram. You know, he wears Balenciaga, got a little curly. I thought he's just a little light skinned dude. He was like, Yeah, Buddha, you're gonna make beats? We're gonna make beats. <laughs> I was like, Yo. <laughs> like, these motherfuckers come over here dominating. I'm like, don't sleep. It's more of a world now. Like, the internet made everything smaller. You know what I'm saying? Like, where everybody get on and get to do their thing. Like, for real. All right, so DM is a point thing, especially for people who's not really like near the, the big music cities. So let's talk about like, younger producers, DM, and like, Producers they want to work with, like you, for example, an artist. When you're looking at DMs and you, you know, what I'm saying you're looking at people who want to work with you, what kind of like stuff strays you away from a DM? The lamest shit. I, I don't. Hey, look, I don't like all that. Look, man, my aunt got cancer. But this, 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 and that. You know, you start hearing all that shit. I schooled this one boy so quick one time, like out of lot of not of like just being an asshole, but just out of like being real in love. Nigga, he got on there. He was like, hey, man, you inspire me. This, 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 and that. Man, my, I'm just trying to change my family life. My my, my, my aunt got cancer. This got going on. This, And I still talk to him now, too. Because I, I didn't leave him after I said what I said. Because, I, you know, I said what I said to him. But I was like, hey, bro, like, from one man to another, nobody care about none of that shit you just said. Hey, look, I, I said, hey, bro, look. No, no, real talk. Nobody care about none of that shit. Like, my folks would die every day. This happens every day. Every day. I'm, I'm a, I don't know why I'm a, I have a harsh reality of that. Like, it's just like, I, I just get it. Like, like, nobody gonna feel sorry for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I said to him, don't appeal to my gratitude. Appeal to, like, my need, something I need. Don't have me coming there feeling sorry for you. Have me coming there feeling like I need you. That's like uh, 48 laws of power shit. And I don't appeal to my, like, don't, like, don't have me, like, don't try me to, like, appeal to what I need. Don't have me, like, just coming in on my gratitude, like, on, man, I, I just want you to, I know you have rich, and I just want to, I just want to see if God going to move through you, and you going to have a heart to give me a start. Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, 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 don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, don't do that. Like, <laughs> hold on, what you just saying, bro? Bro, you made that up or you got that for something? I just say, I'm just here <laughs> kicking it, bro. I'm just here kicking this shit just coming out. Like, like for real. Just, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, just have a heart to give me a start. Like, <laughs> like, like God damn, man. Like, I got two producers signing me. Dang, I ain't got them off the ground yet. And I got to have a heart to give you a start. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it be, but that's why I said, like, appeal to something a nigga, like, if you're trying to get to something, like, appeal to what that something is. Like, make yourself align with it. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't try to hop there or hop under or hop behind or hop before it even. You align yourself with it in, in what direction that's going. And to where a person like myself or any producer, Metro Southside, they can see you you know, valuable as an asset. You know what I'm saying? Because I signed liabilities before. 
I saw him motherfuckers do. Bro, I need 1500 bro. And I kind of fucked up, too, because I, I do try to, I guess you could say, spoil niggas and shit. Just trying to, you know, show niggas, you know what I'm saying, shit better than what the fuck niggas grew up on, whatever fuck, like, shit, shit real and shit like that, but, you know what I'm saying, I sign liabilities. So, second, overrated, underrated, no, no in music theory. It's underrated. It's just, it's, it's, it's just good music, like, Sonics, but the thing is, it's like, what is good music? So, it's so opinionated. Somebody could do the boom, 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 boom. It's like, it, and it could sell a bunch of records, but how did it make you feel? Like, I keep going to this record because it's the biggest record ever, but Old Town Road. How did that make you feel? And that's the biggest song of all time, sales-wise. Let alone to how did Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, make you feel? Overrated, underrated, um, using midis. Like using midis, like what do you mean by that? It could that? be drum midis, or it could be like like something that come in sequenced already. The loops, like the files. And you, oh, you talking about those? It's like the piano files. notes, basically. Oh, 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 yeah, that's 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 overrated. That's overrated. When you the reason why I say overrated is because it's like, fuck, man, how much more easier you want this shit to fucking be? Like, fuck, like you got all you gotta do is drag the eight away down to the note. And it matched whatever loop you found, and it'd be like it, it, and it'd be like, I get the vibes of trying to find of this, 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 and that. But a lot of people they'll take that and go make it their own anyway. Like a lot of people take it and they'll start making it. As long as you, you know, you tailor it to to what you. I don't know. I just I never even seen that physically. I heard about that, but I haven't physically seen or downloaded something I could pull up and it's already like a MIDI thing that I can just start fucking with now. I've seen that, I'm lying, I've seen that before and that's one thing, how way I seen the, the 808 Mafia hi-hat shit. And I'm like, I was on my, I was on my, one of my producer's computer though, that's some, some shit he on his computer. He was, I'm like, bruh, these niggas shit look like a game. <laughs> it look like word puzzle, word puzzle or some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit look crazy. Mm. So sampling old songs. It's underrated. I say that's that's what I do. Like that vibe, whether I'm sampling or not, is um it's always going back, go it's always good to go back and appreciate. This is what is good to make new and move forward. I just feel like hip hop itself was started on appreciating other music. It's the only other music that really samples or like you can take any genre of music and put a hip hop thing to it, and it'll be like it's like Latin hip hop. You don't hear that with any other type of it's it's Latin gospel, it's Latin R and B. You don't hear that. You hear Latin, you hear R and B, or you hear that, or you hear that, or you hear that, or you hear that. Hip hop is it's like a it's like a connector with, with all that. And shit, hip hop was started on the James Brown drum break beat. Drums ahead. That's all hip hop was. They didn't have this back then. They had the DJs, and the DJ would have a James Brown record. And that part of the record, that word just do cut, 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 loop, cut, 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 loop, cut, 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 loop. Then you go and them motherfuckers adding another motherfucker. 
it's been a long time. I should have left you. The rock in down to compare. It's a whole, it was two records going, two literally two samples. They took the drum beat from this and the little string piano part from that. Recorded, then put another record on when the hook come in, they scratching the words for the hook, like that kid and play shit, like all that type shit. You know what I'm saying? So like sampling is, is that's the art form of where this shit was going. It grew into like more originality, which is great because that's more money for our pockets. But to go back and listen and at least pull from is, is always an amazing thing. So the last thing is using expensive VSTs. Overrated. I know you say you use hardware, but... I'm not. Fuck that. I made big amount with wave sounds on the side of Fruity Loop. Oh, like a one-shot? One-shot. It's just... And I had to go in and... The strings... That was all wave, like one-shot... That was all wave. Literally. It's about what you're doing with, with what you got. That's why I ain't never like, like that session, niggas didn't believe it. There is no VST present in that whole thing. Really, all my songs like that now because I use hardware, but like I'll get a Fruity Loop. As long as I got my drums, I'm good. I make everything on my board. So like the backtrack going back to like placements, you're working with Migos, right? Two Chains, you got these placements. Like what investments are you making with your money at this point? Uh, first thing I invested in was my house. Like when I got paid, I made sure I spent a little more money than I wanted to on it too. Reason being because I know the money would go there and not to something just like you know what I'm saying. Like I'd rather spend money on this than be like, oh well, I got this money, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get a car, like I'm gonna go do this, like because I got more money, it's more money freed up. First thing I did was when they got a house. That's the best thing. And every and even since I got my house, I got my house two years ago, February 14th, uh, uh Valentine's Day, 2020. I got an appraisal, went up $100,000. Like since the pandemic and all that shit, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm up $100,000. I'm not finna sell my house, I wanna keep my house. But another thing I've been doing too is investing in my artists. I got Frosted K. She, um, that's Curtin Rashida daughter. She's on Love and Hip Hop right now. She just, she just did the contract. She just finished shooting. Whenever she dropped, whenever that them shows coming out, I'm dropping that. I'm putting my time and my money there and my thought, my focus there on her a lot. She already got her own little bags and I done tried to build up niggas and from nothing and I was a trap nigga and I got a thousand followers and da da You know what I'm saying? She just got motion. It's just different things that come, come with TV time, certain what etiquette, certain things she know, just know how to. And she dope. Like a lot of like artists get lost in, you know, like, a little TV world and all that little shit, but shawty dope. Like, she just hard. Like, I just, she just hard. <laughs> and just, that's where I can say my time and like my investment. Like, I'm not done with this music. I ain't, I ain't started the cryptocurrency shit. I ain't started that shit. I got me a crib. You know, you was supposed to get you a crib that you own. Get you a crib. And I still wanted to put in this music. I still got a lot to get this game musically. Like a lot to get his game. I only got some cars too, but they ain't that's not investment. I'm talking about shit that I appreciate over time. And my mom crib too. Cause I, I just look at that too. If if we both get our cribs paid off, it's like a million or some change in, in the family. You know what I'm saying? Like if we get my that's how I look at it. If my mom house get paid off and my my house get paid off, 
Like if anything happened in the family, like anything to her, me, anything, it's like, like a million is some change in the, in the family. Like just my family can go off of like, it's in property, whatever the fuck, but if anything just so happens, I got kids too, I got five, I got five kids. Yeah, I sell it, motherfucker. I might have my wheel. I got my wheels. I ain't got my wheel set up. That's something I need to get to. But even with shit like that, like, I go sell dad house. Everybody just start another piece of their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, just a little shit like that. Like, I know I got a good dollars going to get from, from dad or from grandma. You know what I'm saying? Like, from just the family. You know what I'm saying? Like, the family. That's how I really look at shit. That's why I'm going to make sure. My mom was going to sell her house. I made sure she didn't. I made sure my mom wanted to sell my house. Some, like, equity shit. Like, wow, that's a house we got in the family. My aunt got a house, too, though. But, like, you know, my aunt, is, she, she's us. But, you know, you know your mom. You know, yeah, immediate, immediate, immediate. My aunt is our immediate, 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 too. But, like, it's even with her house in the family. With my house, I own my crib. My mom on her crib. My aunt on her crib. My grandmother on her crib in New York. And I think she on her crib out in, in in Orlando. You ever thought about getting into like real estate type shit on the side? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's one thing. Uh, shout out Alicia, the owner too. She been on my ass about uh staying on that, but I be in my own way, you know. Cause I I, I be like I just I be thinking about what I be thinking about. It ain't be like I be like fuck that investment shit. It be like, boy, if I get an artist. <laughs> Like, boy, if, if I got a little Uzi Vert, like, you know, that, that dream, I'm a, like, you know what I'm saying? That hustle, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm still there. And it's like, man, if I can get, if I could just be Diddy, just, will y'all need him? Yo, your calendar's set for the next fucking month, nigga. You got 15 shows, and we getting paid from anywhere from 50000 to 200000 for it. Like, walkthroughs and like different shit that come with artists being there where you could branch yourself with artists I think that's where I'm at next branding myself with an artist like really in that light cause you could say I got a lot of 2 Chains records like right now I have an album worth of music out on 2 Chains right now I have an album worth of music out on Dolph right now I have two albums worth of music on Migos but it's not like branded with 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 them like oh yeah you know yeah y'all know you cousin them. i know you did y'all need you. but branded with how 21 and metro came out with savage mode how pierre and and playboy cardi came out with the, the albums they came out with how you know what i'm saying like you're branded with it's 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 a big difference how kanye was able to be branded with jay now part of that is just me being a loner too like, as a person, not a loner, but just being, like, want to stand on my own. Like, we want to not be. But it's all about the game you play. Like, of course, Weezy going to goddamn have thug sound. He's son with him. They with him. They YSL. It makes sense to. Be Buddha. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get in with your feet in. Like, if you just work with, with him or a feature or something. You know what I'm saying? But it, that, that part makes sense as far as, like, have being a part of a family and being a part of a a situation of whether I'm being branded with something, going to build that, going to build that relationship. I built those relationships with, you know, I tried to start those relationships or those producer artist relationship with people and friends in my neighborhood, but you know, that always don't work out. You feel like your brand's big enough where you could like hit those guys up and be like, yo, let's take these songs we ain't finished. Let me put them on my project. Let me make my own project or something. 
Ah, yeah. I do that all the time. Every producer do it all the time. But the rest of the artists give you records. And I got records in my phone right now. You be like, bro, why? Man, it'd be way more than that. It'd be way more politics. Getting the song cleared. And if that was the case, Metro Boomin would put out an album every... You know what I'm saying? Like, not all heroes wear capes and all that shit. That shit take, like, like salute. And that's platinum? Like, he's a producer and dropped a platinum album? He's not like DJ Khaled. He's a brand. Metro's a big-ass brand, but he's just not like, DJ Khaled, love my song. It's me and Jay-Z. Like, he don't got that whole, you know what I'm saying, but just a sound and a Metro and go platinum and make platinum records. That's a big feat. And you get all them motherfuckers cleared. Shit. That's some shit. Like, that'd be the thing. Like, cause they, I try to go and, like, yeah, I'm putting together my blues album. They be like, yeah, you try to, try to do singles. Like, you know, you know, the label be like, it's hard to get clear. You get another label to goddamn give you a budget. And they like, yeah, let's just see if we do singles because we don't want to just commit to a whole album and we can never get shit cleared. Because they artists putting out a song, but it's under our imprint. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like it's a motherfucker on the song, it's a producer. Is that's why I'm saying that weird politics shit start coming up. But going back into like investing in your brand and stuff and put you in a scenario. So you're in Atlanta, you got like a thousand dollars to move around. Not as like 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 eating, but you got thousand dollars to like market. Like this is spending money. What moves would you make to kind of like get connected somehow? And I'm starting from clean scratch, you no, know, but like I don't know nobody. I'm just you got nobody, you just got beats and thousand dollars. I'm from Alaska and trying to get to Atlanta to make beats. I'm starting a club. Oh, talk about that. Cause anybody who knows anything about the fucking world right now. No, Atlanta is the fucking club cap, like strip club, cap, like definitely strip club. Big big meets them. They done fucked it up. They came to Atlanta throwing so much money, you can show pussy here now. For real, that's why I like that. But you get here and it's like, you know that's where the music at. You know that's where the rappers at. You know that's where da 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 Now, mind you, you're not going to get a pacement in the club by walking up to a rapper. You're not. You repeat that, people. You're not. You know, don't go to the club like I'm gonna get first day and I'm gonna walk up on Burger and a flash drop. Don't do that silly ass shit. Don't do that. Go there, soak up vibe. Go there. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. okay, boom. That nigga DJ. That nigga DJ every. That nigga DJ every Saturday on a popping night. Mm. What's up, bro? My name. My name cha 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 cha. You want to you, you drink something, bro? You want to drink, bro? You want hookah? You want something? Nigga might be like, give me some Patron. Or nigga might be like, nah, just give me a water. Or nigga might just be like, nah, I'm cool. And you come back and do it a fucking again. The next Saturday. Or you go do it the Wednesday where it's slow and he DJing in there and you could just really like. And this is a producer now. This is a producer. I'm not talking about artists, because artists get out. Y'all could do this shit too and make more relationship and whatever. This is a producer. See who you get to know. You know why? Because a mother, a thousand motherfuckers walk up to him every day. Willing to pay, willing to give a little hundred to pay their song for 30 seconds. Motherfuckers that ain't big. Motherfuckers big come up to him. Because they he's in a popping club. They want to keep their relationship. We want to keep our records going to where it's like, yeah, a lot of artists, unless they just get too big or whatever, they don't want to shit on a DJ. 
Like, just like, like it, it kind of got away from it a little bit nowadays, but for you and a nigga being knowing nobody, it's still something you got to play or you should play. Whole DJ rap that where artists is, like DJ Big Tiny, perfect example. All right, that's who I grew up with. Uh, DJ Big Tiny was, he was the only bag yo DJ. Now, he's the only bag yo DJ right now. He was he, Yo Gotti's DJ. He's from Memphis. And he, he was Flocker DJ. Yo Gotti, when he ain't on tour, he on DJ at Diamonds. At Onyx. Meanwhile, you ain't saying shit to him. You just going to the club looking at hoes. Looking at them. I'm sorry. I know it's a producer guy, but you just looking at hoes and pussy and shit. Like, you just there and just... You done gave, you know, three little hundred dollars. You know, niggas love to pull that little hundred out. Y'all try to cuff your little ten to go home with. I'm talking about niggas who don't have money. I ain't know we had money. But meanwhile, you could have spent that same hundred with this nigga who know you don't got it, but he watching you trying to spend it. And he money back your DJ. And if you really just have beats that hard, he can give him the money back and get 5% or 10% off it, whatever you negotiate with you. At that point, it's a play for him. Like, this little nigga was hard. Who you signed to? You ain't signed nobody? Play this, you play me. Hey, pull up to my spot. Pull up to the apartment. You playing beat at the apartment. Hey, look, bro. Niggas say, at that point, you can, you can negotiate anything. Bruh. I know your shit got them blow up, bro. I know I can get you the bag. I know I can get you the push icedy. I know I can get you to that. I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about from DJ Big Tiny because I know him. I know what he can't do. Hey, little bro, I ain't gonna lie. Man, you out here? I'm trying to manage you though. I'm trying to sign. I'm trying to sign. I ain't, I ain't gonna sugarcoat nothing with you. Like, I'm trying to get you point A to point B. So we both can just go in there. Now, whatever you give up, negotiable. That's negotiated. But meanwhile, that just started from you going to the club and talking to the right motherfuckers. And when you talk to the right motherfuckers, appealing to them. Stop one motherfucker gratitude. Bro, I got the hardest shit, bro. This shit hard, bro. Should have hit. I swear to God. I don't care, nigga. I hear that shit every day. You got a hundred dollars. You got some money for me. Nigga be like, man, that nigga trying me going to play my son. God gave him nigga hundred dollars. Play my song for. 45 seconds, 60 seconds. First of all, that's all. That's even big niggas only. They getting their shit cut that fast. It's club. Everybody moving to the next song. But niggas be feeling some type. Niggas go to the club and don't say the right things to the right people. You talk to the strippers and you, y'all fuck with this song? You fuck with that? Get a bitch number. Yeah, that's my song. <laughs> I see it all the time. Like, yeah, that's that my song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, the nigga who push and play, that bitch don't care. She like, yeah, you threw me money. That's all you threw me money to, right? Hell yeah, I fought that shit. That shit was hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, she don't give a fuck. You threw, you just threw your bag to her. Make sure this nigga give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's some artist shit. But even with playing, like, fucking around with DJs, it's just like, as a producer, the nigga be like, and I did it. Be like, why does this nigga be coming in? He don't even ask me to play song. Bro, this nigga just dropped a whole play. No, real, t- I'm that's telling you. Shit he don't even, he don't play. even. He don't even he don't even ask me to play songs. It's just like, what does he want from me? I'm building a relationship, bro. I'm just I let me start out as not being a um a leech first. Try to add to the cause, Right. Like, bro, like that man gotta go home and feed his kids. Like, man, get to look up. This man put up four days for you. Four Saturdays in a row. 
Yeah, he only gave me like fifty dollars every time he came. Me, you know, just fuck with me, like whether it's a drink, like whatever money you spent with him, like like two, three hundred dollars or whatever. That's somebody Wi-Fi bill. That's small, like. <laughs> Imagine if you had to go your Wi-Fi cut off right now, and a nigga just was like, <laughs> just had it, cost three twenty-five, and he just be like, that'd be weird, but like just a nigga paying your shit, but it's just like. <laughs> But for your business, there's like you, whatever you do, you can just like, I don't know if you sell beats, just say anything. Push and play on the song. Like, it's just small shit. Of course, niggas want the world, niggas want to get paid more for that, but it's just having a reason to be an asset to somebody. Like, bro left the, bro left the work and got Wi Fi house with my money. You remember that? He feel that. These niggas ain't been rich all their life. I know I wasn't. Real, bro. Niggas ain't. <laughs> That's another thing, bro. You gotta appeal. You gotta know how to appeal to that with not looking like a starving, broke nigga too. Like you gotta know how to appeal. Like, bro, look. I don't need you, but I'm trying to be like, come on, like niggas, goddamn, nigga working da 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 da. Like, you gotta know how to piss. It's, it's a fine line with a bunch of shit. Like, it's a fine line. This is it's a dance. It's all a little dance. But everybody ain't been rich. You know what I'm saying? Like. You can find everybody been find their humble point, even with me. Like, like I see certain things somebody will say to me, and I'll find the humble point. Like, damn, I remember I felt like that. Whether I respond to them on Instagram or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, matter of fact, I gave a nigga a jump yesterday at QT. <laughs> like, just on some like, like, you be a jump? I'm like, yeah. I remember that motherfucker. I had a Saturn, but that motherfucker started nigga, 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 nigga. That my car used to say nigga. Nigga, 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 that's all it is. Appealing, 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 appealing. That's what anything. Women, business people, appealing, appealing, knowing the appealing, dressing for the job. Appealing. Well, let me ask you this. So I know main thing, like when producers think, okay, how can I get placements? We got, of course, the artists, direct source, they manager, engineers, songwriters, and you just said DJs. Well, I feel like producers just forgot about DJs. What's some other like people like that you could, you know what I'm saying? I want to get my beast a little baby. Like, what are people around them that you get your beast to? Uh, people have A&Rs and all that stuff, too. You know, A&Rs. But, like, let's say an artist like Lil Baby. I don't know if Baby just sitting there really looking. I don't know. I have been in the studio with him. Just sitting there like, where, uh, let's say the A&R with Jonathan. Where Jonathan at with the beats? I don't think Lil Baby. You know what I'm saying? I think little Baby. In the studio, kicking it. You know, just doing what they do, shooting dice. You hearing something come out them speakers. Whatever come out them speakers, if it's hard, it's hard. I think he's more business now to where he can hear a beat and really like it and be like, this shit gonna be hard. Who's the producer? Let's get some paperwork on him. Or let's get, let's take him out of here. Type shit. Like, we say, hey, Chi let out of here. The boy's out of here. Type shit. But, um, Wait, say the question one more time. I want to make sure I'm answering it. Besides the regular, like, engineer, songwriter. Right, 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 right. Like, some of the people you can get to. But, um... Sometimes you gotta... Another thing you gotta know, you gotta know who an artist fuck with. 
Like, it could be their little partner who just be bringing the lean. Who rap too. Go make his fucking tape. Go make his shit. Bro, gonna hear it because he love him. It could be hard. It gonna, if it's hard, it's gonna be. That's the same thing that happened with um the cash and strap shit. The BRS cash, the Travis Porter. We just making records. And at the time, I didn't really, I didn't know cash was related to Travis Porter and them. He was just the nigga in the neighborhood and he had a little girl and we always kicking, you know, we'd be having some shorties. And it was just like on some shorties shit and he'd just be rapping and shit, like type shit. Then it was like, oh, yeah, try to fool my cousin. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm trying to pull out my cousin. No, no, he like, nah, bro, for real, bro. I swear, bro, my cousin. Nigga took me to where he stayed. He took me to this crib. You know, he he stayed with his, he stayed with their grandmother. Cash stayed with their grandmother. I've seen pictures of him at the crib. I'm like, oh, shit, this shit real. Keep working. And then that relationship evolved from BRS Cash to, to Travis Porter. And me meeting DJ Issa because Issa, DJ, Travis Porter mixtapes. Then EJ, Issa, DJ, Cash mixtape. Then Issa going into being Street Ex manager. Now I have the relationship with Street Ex, period. Street Ex, um, Al Tech, Lawyer Miss Carol, Charlie. I know the whole infrastructure now. I got everything now to where. I walk in the studio and it'd be like, yeah, Buddha. To where I go up to Issa, it'd be like, I don't got no records, but it'd be like, bro, I'm trying to get some shit to bro. Like, bro, you got to fuck with me, bro. Like, bro, this is where I swear, I swear, bro. I, just, I need some swear. That shit going to be hard, bro. I'm going to get some shit to bro. Like, and then nigga just like, yeah, because you done came around, you done showed your face for five fucking years. Five. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was time I was going around there, there thinking I'm finna get signed. Street six. Hey, really shit, really shit ever say anybody ever did. Charlie, Charlie Jabley. Um, he stopped, he stopped um managing, he stopped Street X thing to do like the whole health fitness thing, but he had an interview. And he brought my name up and a couple other people too. Cause I like it was a time where they were signing producers, they were signing everybody. Boy, they they had names on the board. I seen eight track, I seen Chill Go Hard, I seen my name, I seen Chop House, I seen Mondo. I seen his other G friend. It's one of them niggas like that. I just seen a bunch. It was a bunch of them. And my name didn't get signed. And I didn't get signed. Everybody got signed. Not everybody, but. But I did not get that call. I just knew I was going to get that call. I was, me and Cash was going crazy. I just started getting transported and shit. I didn't call my name. But Charlie got in an interview. And was like, um. I missed that. He literally said. I missed it. And you know what? I overlooked him because he was, you know, he was trapped to fool's little cousin's producer. <laughs> Yo, he, I love it because I say it's exactly how I looked in the interview. Like, oh, that's how I looked at it as a person. But for him to say, nah, I overlooked that. That shit mean, that shit meant something to me. Like, that shit was cool. Like, just on some, just keep working type shit, bro. Like, like we're like, keep working type shit. Because, like, a person I felt like, man, they that I came back was like, now, even when he came back and said, I overlooked you, I ain't like he needed me. Still was like who he was. He was just like, man, nah, I didn't see that. That's something I ain't catch. Glad I didn't, but 
I'm glad you made it, young man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit cool. So let's get into Young Thug, Travis Scott, Out West. How did that placement come about? I had, when we did Modern Slavery and we did, me and Travis Scott did a song with Juicy J. He, uh, mm, he switched his number. He had his phone number. He switched his number. But I still kept just flooding his email. I always just kept sending. I always just I do it like routine, just emails, like sending shit. Especially people I like know that like looking they'll look at my email and put it up. I just kept sending them beats and he uh he emailed me back. He was like, hold this beat. And he said the name of it. Held it. Then they called me to um they called me to LA. It was me, Sycamore, his manager. I think Neil's out there. But he played me, he played it for me. And he didn't say Thug was on there. He just played it. And I'm like, and I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, that's Thug. He played that. He played Highest in the Room. That was before he even came out. He's in LA. Yep, he's in Conway, in LA. He played both those records. And he, Lil Baby was supposed to be on the original. He ended up putting him on the remix. But when I first heard it, it was Lil Baby on like, it was the Highest in the Room was Travis Scott featuring Lil Baby. But I guess he just, you know, left him for the remix. All right, so we had posted um on Instagram um for producers to ask some questions, and we got a lot. We got some weird ones. We got some hard ones, too. Someone said most profitable song. I don't know. It's like a three-way tie between Heat, Out West, and Make No Sense. It's like a three-way tie. But Don't Stop was eligible for... Like go to platinum earlier, but make no sense is the highest selling. It's but out west was, the, but he got the most radio play. It's just like a, I really can't tell you. I tell you what though, this song coming about to come out, that's gonna be my most profitable song. This motherfucker in my phone. This motherfucker in my phone. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm I'm sure. Like, like I'm 100 percent sure. So you gonna tease? That's all you gonna say? You gonna say? No, nah, I ain't gonna say shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna say shit. Hey, so let's talk about that though, right there. Like, man, I don't want to put the situation out, but like, producers speaking on their placements before they come out. How can that shit backfire on you? I don't know. Speaking on their placements, it uh, it backfire. It's like it's cause you always hear like you know who you've been working with. I've been working with this person. I've been working with this person. I've been working with this person. I mean, now if you just, oh, I got one on there. I just got on there. I know I'm on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's different or how you saying it, but it depends on some producers. Like Kanye West may not want you to know, unless he just like, they got that little vibe going on where it's just, I want the, I want a cocoon and I want nobody to know nothing until it's something. You know what I'm saying? So next question by Leno, he said, how do you get his how do you get your drums to knock sound selection and mixing tips for your 808s? I guess how you mix your beats. Stop all that extra shit y'all be putting on them. Stop all that. No, I, I use Camel Crush, but all that wave shaper and I'ma do all this. Sometimes you just the sound come as it is, bro. Just change the notes on that motherfucker, bro. Like put a maximus on your on your on your <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just control it. Like, I remember I used to over mix my, I'm talking about, 
I used to be all on YouTube. Oh, my 808 AR, if I did a Hertz cut off at 20%, 20 Hertz, and it's gonna make it hit harder. You, even still, you apply some of those things, but it'd be like, and even like with the sound and all of that, like that's why you, bro, you gotta keep making beats, bro. Like, you gotta know your sweet spot. It's really a combination. Like, it's really a combination of shit I could do right now and know I can go sell because it's a proven combination. Where the, and like, like, the make no sense sound. That's what I call it. Like people identify me. Like heat don't sound like I West. I West don't sound like make no sense. Make no sense don't sound like big amount. Big amount don't sound like car casting. Nothing of them sounds the same. But make no sense. For some reason, that song is how people identify me. Like where they like, bro, you made that make no sense. Like I need something like this. Or I get in the studio with niggas like I need something like this. 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 To the point where. I can just use the same elements in the beat and give it to Kodak and he gonna rap Youngboy's song on it and the shit go back up. <laughs> like, I feel like on Kodak back in 2015. That's I feel like on Gucci Mane in 2006. And it's just the same mechanics on the beat. I got my bass. I got my 808. I got my little... I use, I use the flute in the Kodak one. I use a road in the NBA Youngboy one. But to a point, it's a formula. A proven one. And it's like, you know it, bro. And, like, people lock in on it. Like, it's something you really can't explain. Like, they, they will let you know. They will let you know. I've been all on that trying to find my sound. Like, like when Zay come on with his tag on it, you know it's Zay. When Kanye come on, you know oh, that's Yay. When that folk cow come on, you know it's Pharrell. When Timbaland, you hear them little flutes and them little Arabian shit, you know that's him. Like, you, I fought for that for a long time, bro. For a long time to be able to have a formula that I can just, like, I hop gonna make pancakes, bro, and the motherfuckers gonna come in there and they gonna buy pancakes. It's I hop. They don't gotta change it. They can make it automatic no matter who come in. The motherfucker just pour it in and just drop it. It's, it's a high hop pancake. You know what I'm saying? And like, the motherfucker gonna sell. Like, it's finding that, and that's making enough beats. And sometimes you just be making a beat one night. You might have been off. You might have been sober. You might have been drunk. You might have been high. You might have been shroom. You might have been anything where it's just that one day, something is just my vibrations. Like where I vibrated that that day, it just went there. And when you find it, you better learn it. It's like you got to study what you did again. Because sometimes you just be cooking up. Sometimes you got to go through the music theory of what you did and why did like what did people gravitate about. Like, people be trying to do four count now, right? And they don't even know with the, like, to try to achieve the same little sound I did. It's a certain thing you have to do. You just can't do, like, you could do it, but it's like a, it, it's weird, bro. It's like, it's something I can't explain. It's just my music, little weird theory. Like, oh, you got this little weird shit. But it's just like studying sound and really just making beats. And when you get that motherfucker, just, Locking in on what, who you are, on what you, you got. How do you know when to stop adding elements to a beat? You ever try to rap over it and it be, always rap, always hum or rap over. I don't care who it is. I'll do a Quavo cadence. I'll do it. I'll whoever I'm trying to get on it. I'll rap like in two chain. I you see I do my little impressions. I'll literally try to make my voice sound like these motherfuckers. To hear I would sound on it. And if it's just hard for you to rap over, it's just like or you. You just, I don't know, like, and it took a fine line of knowing that space because I used to want to Kanye West everything. I used to want to bring strings in and 
if I can get an orchestra from my from my from my from my old high school and bring them in and put them on his record, like I'm in the business of making hit records. And hit records, they need their space. They they have powerful melodies, good drums, and great space. Heat has great space with a good melody. Wee 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 wee. It ain't. It's not a bunch of just straight. It's a bop. It's a vibe. Big amount. Shit. Some of these beats, I'm not even. I'm not even dropping stuff no more. Make no sense. I didn't even drop a sound. I just did a four count and ran it all the way through. Sonically, that that melody is holding that damn strong. It just is what it is. It ain't too much. It ain't too little. It's just about what the song was going on. Hey, man, that's really it, though. Shout out, Producer Grind. Shout out, Dylan, for having me. Shout out, the whole beat community. Fuck with me.